What is going on? Hey, hey, hey. This is... I mean, it, I, two episodes a week, it's just... I know. Flying by, like, super fast. It is, I know. It's already, what, Monday? It's Wednesday, it's Wednesday in their time. Yes, it's Wednesday Monday in our time. world. Yes. The crazy thing is we just recorded it the first... The weekend episode yesterday, right. which the we're gonna wrap up. we're gonna space them out a little bit better, just how it worked out this week. So yeah, so we are literally just going like from one right into the next this week. Yeah. So, but that's okay. I love doing this. I don't know about you. But no, I, it's fun. I enjoy it's fun. this a lot. So, uh, my camera is all out of kind of whack. It's kind of looking odd. Out. I know. Usually, I'm the one out of whack. I know. What the heck? It, was, it wasn't out of focus. It was just like focusing oh, okay. more on, almost okay. on my chest. So. You don't need to see my chesticles that much. <laughs> Your chesticles. What is going on <laughs> out there, bell breakers, listeners of this here yes. bell, Break the Bell podcast? That's us. What's really interesting is um, you had a mishap on our own name that we've been <laughs> yeah been right. using for the last seven months now. What did you call us? Like uh, the Break the Bad page? Yeah, you're like, I, I said the Break the Bad podcast. Yeah, you're like... Um, send me a link to the Break the Bad page. I'm like, dude, we've been doing this for a while now, and you've still made that, yeah, that well, mishap? I, st- I still screw up my kids' names sometimes. That's, so. that, that's okay. <laughs> I mean, once you have so many of them. Right. I only have two. You only have, have two, two, so it's not so bad. You still mix them up with each other, but by the time I think you get to like four, yeah. I mean, I would stop trying. Yeah, I, I, right. My um, sister-in-law has four kids, and I told her, I was like, I'm not even going to try. I'm oh, just yeah. going to call them like number four. Right. Because like, I, you... Thing two over here. over there, yeah, number four. <laughs> so um, she's like, "You're not gonna do that." I was like, "Bet, Wa- watch me." I am literally she that that kid is going to think his name is number four because of how much I'm going to call him that. Um, it, he'll be in school, be like, uh, "Number four, number four, are you here today?" <laughs> <laughs> oh man. So how's everybody doing? How are you doing, Bill? I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. Uh, with Steelers lost. They did lose. I didn't yes, ask you that when you got they there. lost to the Redskins. I mean, but I feel like it was bullshit, man. Well, of course, because they yes. lost. Well, You're going to say that. That, that I, and the, I mean, they, they played three games in 12 days, Yeah, I, well, which is a lot. That is a lot. For football. For right? football. That's not a lot for baseball. Right, but they got screwed by the whole COVID protocols. Oh, So because the Ravens had COVID, so they didn't push, they pushed the game for that till Wednesday, and so then they had to play, you know, they backed up and then they had to play Monday. Okay. And, uh, you know, they played, played the previous Sunday, and so it's just been like bam, 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 and they're exhausted, they're beat up. And so, you know, I bet, uh, it, you know, I was talking to you, I think I sent you a message, and I'm like, wow, the defense is so dominant. Well, mm-hmm. then all of a sudden it's like one series, it's like they blow coverage on four straight passing plays, and then the Redskins are able to tie up the game, and I'm like, what the hell? Yeah. Where'd this come from? Yeah, it's all rigged. I, I, I've said it before, even yeah. though I love baseball, I, I think pro sports, in a way, is rigged to make it more interesting. If yeah. it's all blowouts all the time, people yeah. people get excited over a blowout here and there. But if it's always all blowouts, I mean, are you really going to want to watch yeah. all well, the blowouts? Yeah, you know, to be honest, and I'm glad they lost, to be honest. I mean, they, they needed to lose a game because the pressure's off now, yeah. right? You know, they don't have to go undefeated anymore. Right. And again, I don't care if they go undefeated. I just want them to win the Super Bowl. That's true, right? And it, it kind of resets their their thinking, I think. Too. Right. Yeah. If 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 you think you're on top, I think you get in that mindset of being on top. You're like, right. You're like, unstoppable. Right. And I think if you get knocked down a peg, it, it yeah. put it kind of. You can go two ways with it. You can either let it kind of bring you down and be like, "Oh, we're not as good as we thought," or you yeah. can be like, 
we're not as good as we thought. We we still need to bust our asses right. to get where we need to yeah. be. And and the teams that you know they come into the playoffs with a chip on their shoulder, mm-hmm. you know, because everybody's against them. Those are the teams that usually kick ass. Yeah, yeah. So, so. I, I'm okay with the loss. I mean, like I said, I didn't like the way it happened. I didn't like the fact that it happened to the Redskins. Yeah, that's right. I called them the Redskins. Um, you what know. did they call him in the game? Do they just still just call him the oh, Washington football team? That's all they call him now. It's <laughs> they still haven't dumb. come up with a name. This I wonder, Washington <laughs> football team. Their jersey sales have to be way down. <laughs> what like, does it say on the jerseys? Is it just Washington? Or just, Washington? just a W. You know, <laughs> no. it's like fantastic. Yeah, it's like, like oh wow, I like your jersey. And who is that? <laughs> it's the Washington football team. <laughs> so ridiculous <laughs> that they is. can't even like come together and get a name. Yeah. So um, I already told you the the last thing I did of any value was going hunting this last weekend. I We talked about that in in the weekend episode, so I don't yeah. need to get too much into that. It was fun, except I didn't catch anything. I was yeah. kind of hoping I could get back out um, next weekend and use my tag oh, right, that I didn't, right. but apparently I talked to my brother-in-law, and he says you can't use season one tags in season two, and oh, you can't man. get a season two tag. You know, I always have... got the screwiest deer hunting rules. It's stupid. They have a freaking deer surplus. You can drive down the road, and there's 20 deer, like... All over the that, road. That irritates me the most. Yeah. Is I'm sitting out in this freaking woods for two days straight, barely see a damn thing, sitting on cornfield for half a day, didn't <laughs> see a damn thing. Afterwards, we wrapped up at like 1030 sun, Sunday morning because we just weren't going to stick around for evening. We It was a t- like a two-hour drive. So... We drive through the campground. What do you see? Three deer walk across the damn... <laughs> uh, Road of the freaking uh, campground on the gas and be like, ah, yeah, like, you <laughs> motherfucker. And it's not like I could just get out with my shotgun and shoot them there because <laughs> yeah, that's right. state park there. You can't <laughs> shoot the deer there. So it's just like, man, I just want to yeah. go run up to it, drag that thing into the woods and right. shoot it. Yeah, just yeah. To say I got something. It's like, get back in the woods now. <laughs> so it's like, that's where they're all hanging out. Yeah. They're all like, hey, guys, come up here. They can't shoot us up here. Yeah. No, they're so strict. You know, the deer season for shotgun lasts two weeks. Mm-hmm. You know, two different but sessions. Two different ones, but you right. can only do one. Right. Yeah, So I know. if you buy a, a tag for one, you can't buy a tag for the yeah. tag, even if you don't tag out in the first. Yeah. Well, so my dad, he lives in Alabama, and deer hunting season for Alabama, it started like two weeks ago, and it goes through February. Right, right, and yeah. you can get you know I think as many tags as you want. Wow, my dad's asked me. He's like, "Hey, can I?" You know, he wanted to come deer hunting in Iowa up here, but you have to put yourself into a lottery, and they only draw a for couple, out of state. Yeah, yeah, and they only draw a couple names. Mm. You know, so it's just ridiculous. Well, the deer down there are like the size of coyotes. Oh, I was gonna say, yeah, and they're nothing up, compared to the deer no, up here. Up here, they're they're like monstrosity deer. Yeah, so all them corn fed deer. Yeah, that's it, exactly. So. Again, this is our second show. We're doing two shows a week now, so we kind of get things spaced out where we can actually talk about more stuff and still yeah. cover the news, and I like it. And there's still too. news to talk about. We found oh yeah, you showed up. And you're like, I don't think there's a lot going on in the news, and then we pulled up like ten articles, and then I kept sending you stuff, and I'm you're like, like oh, okay, okay, stop, 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 stop it. <laughs> so um, we got a few things to cover. Um, we got a, a little more stuff on election. We're not going to try to cover the election stuff too in depth because we covered yeah, it in great covered depth it a lot on the Sunday. Other, yeah. And um, we got some stuff, new development in this second stimulus bill that's supposed to be coming out this week, I think, or next week. It's coming Probably up pretty quick. Week, yeah. So um, we're going to talk a bit about that in the first half. And then we're going to roll into, we just want to kind of get into Biden's... Uh, 
more of his policies, specifically like his green policies and how that's going to play yeah. out, how that's um, how that's going to look like lined up to with the Green New Deal that AOC proposed and that ridiculous yeah. thing, what, multi-hundred trillion dollar plan oh, or whatever yeah. it was. And so, yeah, that that's what we're going to take a look at. We've, we've looked at the Build Back Better stuff. Yeah, and we'll get back. We'll get into the, that deeper later. Yeah. So we, well, we dug into the build back better. What was it? Um, it's been a couple weeks ago now because right. um, of all the other stuff we talked about. Then last week we talked about um, the Great Reset. Yeah, a and bit. dug more into the the build back better. And then so this week we're gonna kind of keep that focus and shift from what the Great Reset looked like and how Biden's economic or not economic. Um, environmental plan right which and is gonna be i was gonna plan. say it's tied into his economic plan so pretty heavily. so we're we're kind of got a little direction here yeah. and we might push further in the next few weeks with that next week we're we're planning on having a a, a guest on because we haven't done it in a few months yeah, yeah and so um i'll give more information on that on sunday's episode and um i think that'll be interesting um we're we're looking to get an like a survivalist and like a do-it-yourself type homesteader type person on since we talked about the bug out and all that stuff and we've talked several times about being more self-sustaining and self-reliant and so i think our guest next week is going to really dig into some of that stuff so that'll be fun so i'll give more information again like i said on sunday's uh weekend recap episode and then we'll go from there Otherwise, we are just going to jump right into this if let's we're ready. It. Let's do it. Um, let's just kick this intro right now. What did you say? You talking to me? What? What the heck are you talking about? What did you say? What did you say? What did you say? Are you talking to me? Are you talking to me? Are you talking to me? What are you talking about? What are you talking about? What are you saying? What did you say? Are you talking to me? Well, maybe he was talking to me. What did you say? Talk to me. What in heaven's name are you talking about? Talk to me, talk to me, talk to me, baby. Did you just say? What did you say? You listen to me. Are you talking to me? What the hell are you talking about? Who are you talking to? All right. Let me figure out if I can uh, get the right knob on my sound here so I can turn the music down. We're back. We're just going to get right into... What we're going to talk about. Absolutely. Let's roll it. We've got several things to cover, which is good because um, um, we just like to keep talking to you. Just keep keep filling your ear holes with information and knowledge Yes. as we, we uncover it ourselves. And don't feel like we are in any way smarter or as smart as many people, but I yes. feel like we do a lot of digging and a lot of reading, and we learn stuff, and we just like to pass that on. We do, and as we like we go. to do it in a nice conversational style. Yeah, yeah, and we bullshit. We keep things light, and we 
don't. I mean, we don't see the entire world in, I mean, in a negative light. I, it's not that we don't see what's going on negatively. It's just we don't let it affect us so right. personally. I, I know of a podcaster. I'm not going to mention any names. But, like, he spends his entire podcast just focusing on, like, how dark and negative things. And you can tell it's just, like, bringing him down personally. And it's just like, yeah. that's why I am so adamant on people not putting so much stake in, like, the government, so much stake right. in them, like, mandating how you feel in life. Yeah. You got to take that on yourself because if not— you're going to be like one of these guys, like this guy that just, like, you can tell just his whole demeanor is just... Right. Uh, and I think if I if I was in that position where this stuff, like, affected me that way, mm-hmm. I'd get out of it. Right. There's no way. You know? um, and we've had guests on. I, um, I think Remzo was on, and he said, like, he had to pull out of, right. of politics yeah. because it was just, like, just getting to be so much. I'm not saying anything bad about people like that, but yeah. I, I couldn't do this. Right. And still, like, enjoy doing this, right. this show, if I let these stories or the headlines or whatever just drag me down. Yeah. Me, I, we just like to laugh at them. Yeah, we do. And, yeah, and, you know, I used to I used to really, like, be heavy into stuff. Mm-hmm. And then it'd be about this time every year. I'd just unplug for, through Christmas. Do a great reset right? on yourself. Yeah, exactly. Unplug through Christmas, you know, switch from... The talk shows and the podcast and stuff to just Christmas music for a couple weeks, and then after the stuff, first of the Christmas year, Christmas movies, exactly, yeah. yeah, you know some of the the good ones, you know, it's a great, a uh, wonderful life, um, you know that Rudolph. I find know. it like I like to dedicate time to reading and stuff, digging and stuff, listening to podcasts, watching like documentaries or watching other like news stories and stuff. But I have to dedicate some time usually at the end of each day, to just, like, turn on some, like, show that requires no thought. Like, you, like right now it's The Office. I usually, twice a year, run all the way through The Office. Just shut your brain off every right. day. If yep. you can't shut your brain off every day, yep. then you're just going to, it, it's just going to come down on you. Right. So that's why, usually, after the kids are in bed, I've done all my work for the day. Even if it's late at night, I'll fall asleep to something like that. I'll just turn yeah. it on and just be like, I just need my brain to just laugh and yeah. just enjoy, like, nonsense humor for a bit. Yeah, and that's, you know, I'll, um, I'll unplug and I'll, you know, I'll take a nice hot bath, you know, light some candles, put on some, like... Barry Manilow? No, no. <laughs> Copa. Copa Caban. No. I'll put on, like, uh, you know, I like to listen to, like, um, like James Horner, you know, like Braveheart mm-hmm. soundtrack or Legends of the Fall soundtrack. Make you feel like a and just kind of legend. Exactly, you know. No. And just kind of zone out and just kind of, like, let my brain just kind of, like, surf the I mean, waves. You, you gotta have bit. your own thing, whether exactly. it's... Some people do like meditation. Some people read a good like book. Some people yeah. just turn on the office or music or what. Whatever you have to do to kind of reset your center back to you. Exactly. If you're letting yep. some, you're if you're letting this change you. Yeah. Then you're doing something wrong. So right. you got to bring yourself back out of it sometime. Yeah, and I I know people where they they let this stuff or social media get to them way too much. Yes. And it's like you know those are the people. It's like you, you just you need to stay away from it. Mm-hmm. You know you need to unsubscribe or something because you, it, you should not be stressing out about. Well, this me shit. and you are this. We don't stress out about it, but we're both the same. And 
we want to start getting into like a, a debate just right, right, we right, like right. to argue yeah. with people yeah. and, and it, there's times when yeah. we're just like I'm just not even going to do it because yeah. I know where this is right, going to take. Right, yeah. And, and and I just don't have the time or the energy really yes. to, to get invested in this. And, you know, because I, I like to bring my A game, you know, and yeah. I, I, I like it. I don't fuck with people, but because of the fact that I, I'm, like, so down the middle of the road, mm-hmm. I think people think I'm fucking with them. Right, right, right. Anyway, I had no intention of talking about any of that. It just kind of no, went there. Yeah, so why not? We are going to get into a story. This one I found was interesting. This is getting a little into the voter stuff that we said we're not going to cover a lot sure. of. But you showed me this, sent me this article, and I thought we gotta, yeah, we gotta mention this one because it's lighthearted and fun. And this is just one of those kind of no shit moments that you would think would be <laughs> common sense for for us, but for government, it's like a major. Someone was, you know, somebody had a late night brainstorming. They're like, like oh, oh my god, we need we need this bill. Yes. I, I need support. Start calling people up. Let's see if we can pass this. <laughs> he was probably high when he said it. <laughs> yeah, so this right. congressman introduces a bill that's requiring voters to be alive to cast ballots. So like I said, he's sitting there smoking weed, and he's like, <laughs> what if the voters had to be alive when they voted? <laughs> I think we could have won this thing. <laughs> I, think, I think that would have gotten rid of a lot of the speculation. <laughs> Genius. Yes. All right, so it says, Representative Babin, Brian Babin, last week proposed a new bill, the You Must Be Alive to Vote Act. I mean, that's a pretty straightforward that, title. That's, yeah, you think they'd have something cooler, you know, for yeah. dealing with the dead. This article, like the Cocoa Bill. <laughs> this article is going to call it YM Bava, or the You Must Be Alive Voter Act. It says, YM Bava's intent is simple. To require states to obtain information from Social Security Administration on deaths for purposes of voter registration, list maintenance, and for other purpose. The bill comes amid charges by President Trump and others of voter fraud, especially uh, that the ballots of deceased individuals were cast absentee in the 2020 presidential election. The right to vote is one of the most vital pillars of our democracy, the foundation of which... Um, which our election integrity, our confidence in our democratic processes, Babin said in a statement. The ease with which someone is able to steal the ballot of a deceased person and cast an illegitimate, illegitimate vote should disturb, alarm, and outrage every American citizen, no matter what side of the aisle they sit on. To protect our democratic process and Americans' faith in our election, we must ensure that deceased individuals are not allowed to remain on state voter rolls. Says, my bill will prevent any funds from the U.S. Departments of Transportation or Education, with the exception of those going towards law enforcement agency grants, from going to counties of any states that do not annually check their voter lists against the Social Security Administration most recent death records in order to purge them of any individuals found to be deceased. All elected officials, from your local city council member to your U.S. president, have an obligation to obey the law and prevent fraud in our election, and Congress should not be awarding taxpayer dollars to any counties or state that refuse to do the job they swore to do. That just makes sense. I, yeah, I didn't I realize say, they didn't. I didn't either. I thought, again, I thought that was a no-brainer. Yes. You know? Well, when you go to vote, you have to show identification in most states. Yes. I like, just fell down. Um, but... Apparently, with mail-in votes, I mean, how do you? Right, you can't. How do you show right. your ID and how? Like he's saying, you need. They should be 
cross-examining that with Social Security Administration's uh, like death reports. Mm-hmm. You know that the Democrats are going to come back and say that this is it's racist. It's, it's racist. racist. You, you can't you cannot discriminate against people just because they're not breathing. Just because they're dead. Come on. I mean that is just wrong. That's is. America. Damn it. Damn. My lighter's not working. <laughs> Some allegations that dead people voted have been shot down when Trump. Campaign officials last month alleged that four dead people from Newton County, Georgia, voted in the 2020 election. The county's election director, Jennifer Logan, told CNN the claim was not true. Logan said the person was removed from voter rolls in 2003 when they passed away. Logan noted that someone with the same name but spelled slightly differently did legally vote in the county this year. Still, Babin said, I I feel like maybe not because Trump doesn't seem to be the smartest, but I think that beyond just having the same name, he would have a little more proof of this right. than than just saying, "Well, there's a dead John Smith here, and John Smith <laughs> voted, so John Smith is dead." Right? I I can't imagine. Yeah. No, I, I would hope that his allegations would go beyond that. You would think so, but yeah. again, I wouldn't put it past him. Yeah, but I would hope so. So still, Babin said the bill. Sad to say is a necessary item that we must introduce in light of the fact that we still have a lot of problems with a lot of reception out there by half of America that we don't have a open and transparent election process. Again, even if the allegations aren't true, right. this would just clear up any allegations like that from Absolutely. happening. Right. And why not? Because you know, perception is um perception is usually reality. Right. Right. So if if they are cross-examining these and making sure mm-hmm. if each state is forced to do this, right. then this won't pop up in the next election. Exactly. And then we won't have people like President Trump saying, hey, John Smith is dead and John Smith voted. No. We yeah. won't, you won't have that because you could be like, well, we cross-examined it with death records and he's right. not dead. Yeah. <laughs> and oh, Or there, there's, there's four of him and two are dead. One's half dead, but the other one's fully alive. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it says, you would think it would be necessary to have a bill like this. I mean, it goes without saying you should be alive before you get to vote. Duh. Again, <laughs> like we said. Um, but Babin said, without uh, offering proof, that we've uncovered some fraudulent plans to register a bunch of dead people to vote <laughs> down in South Florida. I mean, that is a pretty big allegation. But again, if this was in place, his... Exactly. Allegations without proof are a, a moot point because right. we've already cross-examined these. So yeah. just get rid of all the doubt by right. putting a law like this exactly. in place. Yep. Nope. Absolutely. He says, um, it's the easiest thing in the world for these local counties to purge their voter list of deceased individuals. Yes, I agree. That would be easier than going back and doing this after the fact. Yeah. All they have to do is go to the Social Security system and cross-check against their deceased Social Security recipients on their list and then purge them off the voter list. says, um, it's just not happening, and so my bill would actually penalize these states and counties from any kind of federal money from the Department of Transportation or Department of Education if they do not do so on an annual basis. That's pretty big, though. That's pretty yeah, bold there. That is. Especially the Department of Education part. Right. But I mean, again, I, I, where do you go? I mean, how how right. do you get states to follow suit? I, well, I, that's the, yeah, that's the only way is to threaten their bottom line. I do think um, states should have more of 
the control over the fe- rather than the federal no, government. No, I, I, I agree. But if a state's not doing the job and it's something that affects, you know, for state elections, if they want to have dead people on the rolls, <laughs> right, that's you know, on them. That's whatever, on their you know. But for a federal election, um, you know, and and again, I can't imagine the numbers are so great that they're really going to swing something. But like right. you said, just the fact that it's out there and that it can be abused is something that throws the whole process into. Yes, a mess. And that's you know? just one last thing we have to worry about. We have to right. worry about like suitcases of of ballots being right. brought in yeah, and exactly. things like that. We yeah. shouldn't be worrying about right. dead people voting. That should be exactly the least of our concerns. Yes. So that is that. Um, I guess as much of a no brainer as this is, yeah. I guess this uh, representative Babin does make a very good point that yeah. shouldn't have to be made, but. Yeah. And and so you know, call your congressperson and tell them to kill the dead vote, and and let's you know move forward. There you go, <laughs> there you go. So, moving on, moving what on. else do we got? We have COVID news. A little more COVID news. Just, just a tad, though. just a tad. Again, We're a not tad bit of election yet. news, a tad bit of COVID news, yeah. just because it's it, still it, out there. It, it's what's going on, you know. Right. So and and believe me, I. I I cannot wait until we don't have to talk about election shit and COVID shit. Right. COVID so. shit will probably be going on for the next three years. Right. But Especially election shit, well, election shit might be going on for the next and three it's years. It's true as well. So Trump just signed an order prioritizing America first for COVID vaccine. Yes. Without reading the article, do you agree with that? Uh, you know, it, it makes sense, yes, that if, a president with an American company would prioritize Ties Americans first. Yeah. I don't have a problem with that. I don't either. And, and plus, I mean, you know, you, you look at it a different way because what was it when they were talking? Was it Fauci or somebody was like, oh, well, um, we should really make sure that African Americans get the vaccine mm-hmm. first. And people were, you know, some people were like, oh, wow, that's great, you know, that, you know, they're giving them to minorities first. But then you had minorities be like, no, we don't, don't want to be the guinea test, pig. Don't test that shit on us. <laughs> Give it to the white people. Yeah, we don't, <laughs> we don't want that tested on us. Give it to somebody else. Let's see how that goes and then give it to us. All right. So, yeah. you know, is Trump really putting America first by wanting them to get the vaccine first? <laughs> That's a good point. Especially with what we talked about the other night, you know, with right. all the, the side effects that these vaccines of might possible, have. Possible, like... Indefinite infertility right? and North cats dying death? and things right. like that. Right, exactly. Uh, so I'm surprised if Trump's as against immigration as they say he is. I'm surprised he didn't say let's let let's send the vaccine <laughs> to these shithole countries before uh, we we put yeah. it on our American. We'll say, okay, you can come into our country, but you got to get the vaccine first. That's all I'm saying. And then we're gonna monitor you for the next couple months to see right. what happens. <laughs> and if you survive it, right. <laughs> then you have access to our country. <laughs> yeah. Even if you can't have kids, we're okay with that. <laughs> right. So let me get this article again. It says Trump to sign the order prioritizing America first. It says President Trump will reportedly sign an executive order mandating that Americans receive the vaccine for the coronavirus first before any doses are shared with other countries. And I think other countries would do the same. We talked about right. how Justin Trudeau came out and said, hey, we're not giving our um we're not exporting our medication to the United States because we need it for ourselves. When right. when Trump made it okay to import right medication, yeah. right? So I like I said, I think other countries would follow suit, but we're going to be the racist ones for for suggesting this, especially Trump suggesting this. 
said a senior administration official told the Washington Examiner that the order will reaffirm the position that the president has held his entire administration, which is to prioritize America first. And apparently this is in complete um, contrast to what Biden's plan was. Really? Yes, apparently, um, and this is an article from the Daily Wire. Uh, It says, Donald Trump is reportedly expected to sign an executive order this week distributing the coronavirus vaccines that will put pressure on Joe Biden because it counters a proposal created by his advisors. The executive order ensures that all Americans will have access to the vaccine before the U.S. starts shipping the vaccine to other nations. Uh, says the news of the executive order comes just days ahead of the FDA's Thursday meeting regarding Pfizer and biotech. Um, says the executive court comes in contrast to Biden's coronavirus advisor, Dr. Zeke Emanuel, uh, who proposed doing, uh, Rick, which is to give the vaccine to other nations before all Americans have an opportunity to receive it. Emanuel, who served as a key architect of the Affordable Care Act, ugh, under the Obama administration, co-authored a paper in September in which he encouraged officials to follow the fair priority model, which calls for a fair international distribution of vaccine rather than what he and his co-authors characterize as vaccine nationalism. <coughs> wow. Vaccine nationalism. Yes. Just the, use that word as big and scary for everything. The model fo- allows the country that produces the vaccine to hold on to enough to supply to keep the transmission rate below 1% but says that beyond that, the vaccine should be distributed internationally. That means giving away or selling doses of the vaccine before it's available to every citizen in the country, Emmanuel explained. Um, top, what, 1%? Was that the top 1%? Is that just politicians? Probably. <laughs> I mean, it's, um, let's see. It says lame duck executive orders can set up a successor to force him to openly adopt controversial positions. Today's vaccine order could have that effect. Biden would need to rescind the executive order, which would present serious political issues. The issue could also play badly for Democrats in the Georgia races. Like the special counsel appointment, this could prove positively Machiavellian. So this um, COVID stuff is now bleeding into our election stuff. So not only can we not get away from election and COVID stuff, they're bleeding (laughs) together into each other. They can't get away from each other. should be illegal. So this one says that the 250,000 doses promised to Canada won't be affected. So apparently we promised 250,000 doses to Canada. So that's not going to be affected by this order. And then it says the drug company Moderna announced last week that following Pfizer, it would request that the Food and Drug Administration grant its COVID-19 vaccine emergency approval. Um, So this one goes on to say... The U.K. approved the vaccine by Pfizer, an American company, for emergency use on Wednesday. So, mm-hmm. U.K. has approved this American company's vaccine, but U.K. might not be getting right. it because America is saying, well, that's that's all well and good, even right. though we haven't even approved it yet. That's all well and good, but um, if, we, if it passes, we're going to get this first. Right. It says, today's emergency use authorization in the U.K. marks a historic moment in the fight against COVID-19. The authorization is a goal we have been working towards since we first declared that science will win. Even though many, many, many scientists have come out against this vaccine, right? science will win as long as it matches the agenda. <laughs> exactly. And many exactly. scientists are speaking out against um, the stay-at-home orders right. and yep. the mental health that's affected by yeah. it. There's like 20,000, I think, scientists that signed I this, remember that. this yeah. thing about 
going against some but, of the restrictions. I mean, but it's the same thing as climate change. Yeah, you know, you they, they only follow the science when it right. matches the when agenda. When it matches the agenda, so this is the exact same thing. So says the vaccine was co-developed by Pfizer. It really doesn't say anything else. It's just talking now about the vaccine. It doesn't say right. anything else about the um the order. It just says he signed this order and then just talks about all this other shit that we already kind of knew about that Pfizer's developing this um vaccine, which is 95% effective against COVID-19 and is also 94% effective with adults over 65. So <laughs> Okay, so there's a vaccine that might potentially kill you, but or it's ninety five percent effective against. But if you're COVID. over sixty five, you're probably infertile, anyways. That, that's true. That's true. <laughs> Hopefully, <laughs> unless you're like Hugh Hefner or somebody right. like that. Yeah, this is true. So yeah, again, I I don't see a problem. I guess with an American company. No, not at all. Distributing its well, considering vaccine to America that, first. I mean, it's probably going to be distributed using American tax dollars. Yeah. Oh, right? Yeah. So it'd be like, oh, thanks for your tax dollars. We're going to distribute this, but we're going to give it to Africa first. Yeah, right. But it's okay because it may make them infertile or kill them. So, <laughs> we'll, you know. Another interesting story regarding COVID, regarding to opening schools back up, is apparently a Chicago teachers union. Which... It would have to be Chicago. Yes. They're like the mob. You know, yeah. I think that movie well, Untouchables, a... when I hear about Chicago union, teachers yeah. union. Yeah, any union in Chicago is is right. the mob. It's got to be. Yes. It's got to be the mob. Yeah. Chicago teachers union claims to push to, the push to open schools is racist and sexist and petitions to stop the plan. So opening the schools back up is racist and sexist. Right. That makes sense. Can you think of any way that's possible? I could, could I could see how they could maybe because they're pushing that um, minorities are most affected by this right. virus because of their lack of medical care right. and the fact that there a lot of them are urbanized and the the urban schools are going to be have more are going to be more densely populated. Yeah. I could see maybe the push for racism, but sexism? How is it sexism? Maybe the majority of teachers are female and so they feel like they're going to kill off, you know, a good portion of female teachers. <laughs> maybe. We'll we'll find out. It says in a now deleted tweet, the Chicago Teachers Union claimed a city push to reopen schools to certain populations of students was the product of sexism, racism, and misogyny, and not of a determination that students and teachers could safely return to classrooms. Parents of some Chicago public schools... Oh my God, this video keeps popping up in the background. Don't play the video unless I tell you to play it. It says, parents of some some Chicago public school students, largely pre-kindergarten schools, as well as moderate and severe special needs students, could opt to have their children return to in-class instruction as early as January 1st, according to the city's plan unveiled in November. All Chicago public school students will have the option of returning full-time in-classroom instruction on February 1st. That's a ways away. Mm. Parents were asked to indicate their preference, remote or in-classroom learning, by, by Monday. The city says the plan will only go forward if the city's infection doubling rate declines. Otherwise, classrooms will remain closed indefinitely. Chicago's teacher union, though, has objected to the idea of returning to any in-classroom instruction since a debate about the matter began over the summer. And CTU's president has been adamantly opposed to allowing any 
uh, teachers or students into school buildings, leaving the city scrambling to help thousands of low-income students who have little access to remote learning tools and whose parents may struggle to find childcare and help with remote learning while they work. Knowing the deadline for parents was fast approaching, CTU took a hardline approach to reopening plan, even going as far to call the city racist, sexist, and misogynistic for even considering. Okay, let's see. Where, like, what's the reasoning? I, I, I breeze through and I don't see any. The, well, this specifically says the union provided no additional comment yeah. or clarifying statement. Right. So they just threw out this shit. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you can't just blanket throw that out. I mean, the words are getting overused right. to this point. Yeah. So if you're going to overuse it, Right. Yeah. Explain and, yourself. Right. Yeah. I mean, this is a teachers' union explaining to city officials why they can't open city or schools. It's not. They're not debating on Facebook. So yeah. it's like you know, keep the arguments until you can actually prove it, which right. they can't do. Yeah. This says there was no acknowledgement that many people who argue for schools reopening are doing so in good faith. Spokesperson for the union didn't immediately respond to request or comment. So there's not no reasoning for this. Nothing. No, yeah. nothing no. saying why this is misogynistic or sexist yeah. or racist. Just, uh, you know what? This is racist and yeah. sexist. And misogynist. Okay. Which is sexist. Why? Well, shit. I didn't yeah. expect somebody to ask that question. It's racist that you have to ask that question. Yeah. Well, all I see, I mean, pandemic-related closures have disproportionately affected inner-city families and rely on public education. Young kids of color are some of the hardest hit. Um... Black and Hispanic students are being left behind by the current system of remote education at a faster rate than their white counterparts. So that you would think that that is saying that, you know, it's kind of racist on the other side then. Yeah. You know, so it's you're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't. Yeah, that's you know? what it is. That's all it is. It's all just it's I mean, it's just them yelling whatever they can to make the most noise to get their way. That's yep, all this exactly. turns into. And, and that's usually the one that gets the press. Yes. You know, racist, misogynist, sexist, yep. whatever. And yep. It's like... We can get headlines with these words. Exactly. Exactly. And my personal experience with online school is it's not fucking working. It's just yeah. not... It's not working. All I mean, they've pushed for decades now that no student learns exactly the same. Right. And this online learning is... Making everybody, like, basically the kids have to teach themselves. They they listen to Zoom chats or whatever, but they got to do the work on their own. They don't have people there helping them. They get behind. My son's getting behind, and I keep getting emails saying he's behind. So I say, what's he behind on? She sends me the stuff, and Gavin's like, I don't know how to do that. And so we'll get on, and he'll try to ask her how to do it, but he's so, like, she doesn't want to, like, catch him up and stuff, so it, it's just getting to be a giant headache. Yeah. It's like, your full-time job is to teach my student. Right. I get that I'm supposed to, like, help in his learning. I don't depend on them to do everything, but we both have full-time jobs. Right. And we're supposed to supervise him, make sure he's getting his work done when that's supposed to be your job. Right. And you're getting mad at students, and it's not just my student. Like, we're getting texts from other students parents mm -hmm. like i've got a couple he has a couple students in his class that have emailed the school saying hey we're completely done with the zoom chat we'll do the work we're done with it because she's rude and she isn't like yeah she's just singling out students who aren't getting stuff done she's not like being um it's it, it's not going anywhere with it yeah. so they're just going to do the work on their own and screw her pretty much yeah and i i sent her a nasty gram this evening i mean it was 
it was polite and stuff, but it was basically right. like, look, I don't appreciate you calling out my student. I have several, I have parents who have listened in on the Zoom chat and said, you are singling out my kid. And um, I don't appreciate that. If you have an issue, you need to email me and tell me what the issue is, and I will make sure he's getting the work done. Right. Other than that, um, if if you're not coming directly to me, then just tell him what needs to be done. Ask mm-hmm. him if he has it done. If he doesn't, we'll get it done. Right. That, that's all you need to do. Right. It's not your position to embarrass him on a Zoom chat right. because he's not figuring this out. Right. There's, exactly. There was one time his computer wasn't working. Like I sat there. I even took a video of it. He'd log in and then it would just shut off. Mm-hmm. And he, we tried. We emailed her this, and she's like, "Well, maybe he's pushing the button and turning it off." It's like, no, bitch. The computer doesn't right. work. It's like, how about you get your tech team? Well, nobody, no, no other student is having an issue with this. Okay, what does that tell you? I'm, I'm sorry. The, uh, the computer's not working. I don't know what you want yeah. me to tell you. Right. Yeah. So, and, we, and and that's exactly it. it's like, okay, if the student's having an issue grasping a concept, you're not teaching it. Yeah. Properly. Yeah. Right? That's your job. Exactly. To make sure he's getting it. And if he's not, you need to go over it again. Right. You know? So I'm sorry you have deadlines. I'm sorry that you have timelines to meet. But it's like, you also have a priority to teach the this, student. This is all new to the kids. Oh, absolutely. Like, it, it's not like, I mean, there's nobody there that can walk them through stuff. And yeah. it's not like I can walk them through. Because I don't, I mean, I understand the topics. But I don't understand, like, all the the online, like, format and stuff like how to get into this or find this and stuff it's like we didn't have they should have had a sit down with parents at the beginning of the year saying look this is how we're going to do this this is how you get into here but instead they relied on telling the students how a 10 year old how to and he's supposed to come home and remember that right yeah well it's like i mean my my son he's in uh he's in pre-kindergarten and he has to sit on the laptop you Mm -hmm. know and you know for a couple hours and learn right and they you know they're like oh well you know why don't you type us how you're feeling today or you know um my wife was telling me that they were they were trying to teach him coding and it's like he's in pre-kindergarten why, 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 it's like, why don't that? you teach him the letter l yeah teach, <laughs> him, teach him the basics exactly let's, let's not deal with this this other bullshit right. right now that's stuff he can learn later in life yeah that's fine. That's all well and good to teach these other things, but it's like mm-hmm. right now we're having a hard time grasping the basics because this is such a different environment. Right. Yeah. Let's work on that first. Right. Let's focus on that. And, and in pre-kindergarten, it's like you know, it you're you're learning social skills, mm-hmm. right? You're learning how to share a fucking block. Right. You know, you're not learning how to code right. and hack into the IRS. <laughs> you know, it's like if your son did learn that, send him my way. Oh, if he learned that, then. <laughs> yeah, we're set. Yep, exactly. So let's keep on. Let's keep this train on rolling. So just this week, I mean, they've been arguing about it for six months now about the second stimulus bill. Okay. I mean, it's been going yes. back and forth. There was like what the three trillion dollar bill yeah. that Nancy Pelosi just whipped out some fifteen thousand mm-hmm. page document yeah. of the site that she just had on hand, and then. um the Republican Senate said, fuck that. And then, so it's just been going back and forth. They even went as far as to be like, look, we're going to sit down and we're going to hash this out before the Congress takes their break or otherwise they're not going home. Right. And then they went home. <laughs> yep. It's the only Priorities. job. Priorities. It's the only job where you can literally, you can set goals. Right. Accomplish none of them. Yeah. And then and go, go home and right. still get paid and yeah. still get 
reelected too somehow. Right. Yeah, I know. It blows my mind. It's a head scratcher for sure. Yeah. So they they announced this final update to the second stimulus bill, but don't worry, it doesn't offer any direct payments to people. Whether you agree with that or not, um, some people say that socialist on its own, or it's pandering to just say, hey, we're taking all your tax dollars, here's $1,200 back to you. But to me, I'm just like, what, that was my tax money, so I'll, I'll gl- if you're offering it, I'll take it back. Right. But of all of the things that they're stimulating... The direct payments aren't going to be there. No, or immediate. I I think um, from what I saw, a lot of the money is going to like um, small, like local governments, um, like city governments. Yeah. Um, You know, it's going towards like, you know, infrastructure stuff. You know, it's well, I'm sure a lot of it goes to that stuff that has really nothing to do exactly going to unemployment. You know, payments. Yeah, that's what this is saying. Um, You know, some small business stuff. You know, but you know. I don't know how good it's going to do. This article is from the Chicago Tribune. says, um, with time running out, lawmakers on Sunday closed in on a proposed COVID-19 relief bill that would provide roughly $300 in extra federal weekly unemployment benefits, but not another round of $1,200 direct payments to most Americans, leaving the issue that issue for President-elect Joe Biden to wrestle over with the new Congress next year. So it's like... Yeah, we're we can't make a decision on this. We're just gonna pass the buck on to the next the next Congress. So then we don't get pl- blamed if something like yeah right m- like falls flat. So it says the nine hundred eight billion dollar aid package, which is much smaller than the three trillion dollars that they were looking at before, um, is to be released Monday. Would be attached to a larger year end spending bill needed to avert a government shutdown. Which, so, which, I mean, there's a lot of drama going on with that because there always is every time, every time it comes to the end of year. Yeah. Um, well, that's the big one that bill. that Trump says he won't sign if unless they remove the uh, protections for the big tech companies. Really? Yeah. That'll be interesting. I know. That's the big standoff right now. So it says the cash payments were popular when they were first distributed after the pandemic hit, and Biden Friday expressed hope that a second wave might come after weekend negotiations. Call bullshit. But senators involved in the talks said the checks won't be included as part of the compromise, even as Senator Bernie Sanders and others said that could cause them to oppose the measure. Dick Dermott of Illinois, the second-ranking Democrat, indicated that excluding the checks while assuring small business aid and renters assistance was the only way to reach an agreement with Republicans. So it's basically the only way that they could come to terms is by getting rid of the costly $1,200 check. It says the $1,200 check costs, we believe, nationally $300 billion, to give you an idea. The Democrats have always wanted a larger number, but we were told we couldn't get anything through the Republicans except this $900 billion level. So they cut the one that goes directly back to the people. That makes the most sense. Of course. The plan being worked on by a group of Republican and Democrat senators is less than half the Democrats pushed for $2.2 trillion and nearly double the $500 billion targeted package proposed by Mitch McConnell. Um, it says... Senator Bill Cassidy agreed that a new round of direct checks may be a go at some point, but this is not a stimulus bill, it's a relief bill, and it's something for the next three to four months to help those in the greatest need. So it's saying, oh, they might come at some point, but didn't Mitch McConnell say, look, this is the last stimulus bill that's going to happen. Mm, Don't count on another. Yeah. 
So I wouldn't count on that. I would not. But count it sounds on that like either. again, like I said, they're put they're passing the buck. Right. They want to keep. Yeah, exactly. They want to keep people on the hook, and yep. then just you know hope they forget. <laughs> Says the proposal expected to include three, about three hundred dollars a week in bonus unemployment payments, providing relief just as emergency aid payment at regular benefit levels are set to expire at year's end. Would extend a freeze on evictions for people who can't pay their rent and reauthorize the Paycheck Protection Program to give a second round of subsidies to businesses struggling through the pandemic. So what bothers me the most about this, because of my conspiracy anti-socialist brain, is when we were looking at these stimulus bills early on, we had we had mentioned that the... Um, the small business loan programs and the um, freeze on evictions and things like that, that could easily morph into nationalizing housing and Absolutely. nationalizing like yep. businesses. Because if you're giving these small loans, whether or not, like you had mentioned months ago, that they're, they're not expected to be paid back, I think, or right. something like that. As long as they follow through with the, the guidelines. But who... Who's to say that the government's not going to be like, you're not following our guidelines and like, you know, moving the bar, moving the bar, moving the bar until they're like, right. you know what? You're a default on your loan. We own everything. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Or, I mean, you're subsidizing these um, private properties that are renting out. I mean, obviously they're having to yeah. pay subsidies to these people in order to put a freeze on evictions because, um, the landlords or the housing agencies or whatever can't just go without that rent money, so it's having to be subsidized. How much of that is being subsidized until the the housing depends solely on it because right. yeah. more and more people are going to be yeah. having to depend on this well, to not get evicted? Like like student loans. Right. Which they're now talking about forgiving, you know. Right. Up to fifty thousand for. So I mean, it's following that same, that same process. Same thing with like you know uh, medical insurance. It's like there's no accountability for the prices, so yes. they're just going to keep going up and up and up until people can't afford them. And like you said, they're fully dependent on the government subsidies. Yeah, like small businesses, you shut down the economy. We've talked about this before. Small businesses start depending on this federal aid, mm -hmm. and it gets to the point where, like. At some point, they're going to have to bounce back on their own. And if the economy has tanked, how are they going to bounce back on their own? Right. No, they're going to have to keep taking in more money from the government until the government says, look, man, we're calling this back. We right. we can't give you anymore. Yeah. And the, the company just goes under. And so, like I said, my anti-socialist conspiracy brain says they're going after the ones that are easiest to socialize through right. these programs is what it seems like. Yeah, well, and then the the other issue with that is the um other companies that aren't small businesses, you know, or businesses that are foreign ran are mm -hmm. also getting PPP, you know. So How does that work? Well, because they they apply for it because they they do business in the United States. Mm -hmm. I mean, you saw, you know, what was it um there was um Oh, what's the uh, the senator up in Minnesota? The um, the the Muslim chick. Oh, I can't. Um, um, her her husband. Her husband got, you know, her his company got PPP. Really? Or uh, I think Pelosi's husband got PPP. You know, and um, you know, you had 
uh, companies that that have, you know, their their parent companies are China Chinese. Mm-hmm. You know, they were getting PPP loans. Yeah. So it, it just kept, you know, there was no real control over it. I mean, it's the same thing with the initial round of twelve hundred dollar checks that went out. They were going to dead people. Yeah. You know, well, like, and, like and our voter rest. right, <laughs> exactly, exactly. But there's there's no accountability for any of it. You know, mm-hmm. it's like they just you know hand out these mass checks, and there's nobody that's policing. Okay, who's getting it? What's it being used for? So even if companies were abusing it, would they know? Right. I mean, are they going to audit the company afterwards? So it just seems very irresponsible to me. Yeah. Well, my question is, where is the rest of the money that's not in the $300 checks or the subsidies for housing? Where's the rest? Like, there's got to be other things that this is getting filtered out to because that's just the way these things work. Like, like we had read off some of the ridiculous things that the first stimulus bill, like, paid out to. And it had nothing to do with COVID at all. Right, it was right. like libraries and yeah, things like right. that. It's just like, what, is, what the hell does that have to do yeah. anything to do with COVID? Right. Racial sensitivity training. Yeah, yeah, know. things that have nothing to do with this. This is supposed to be a relief package, and it is going to all these other right. other yeah. things yeah. that have nothing to do with it. So anyway, we got more information on more stuff like that, but um, it just seems like... They're pushing a lot of things back because they're they are dead sure. They are dead set on the fact that Biden's gonna be president. Their right. their their mindset is already in that direction, which maybe our mindset should just be there now because I mean Well, I mean, let's be honest. I mean, it, it's gonna take an act of God mm. for Trump to somehow turn it over. Right, I or mean, a Jedi ever, mind trick, or a Jedi mind trick, which Trump does not have. Nope, he does not have a Jedi mind. <laughs> He's closer to Jar Jar. <laughs> I mean, so, I mean, so, you know, I know Trump supporters think he's this like grand wizard of chess and that he's playing everybody and playing all these angles. But the truth of the matter is, everybody is against him. It's not looking good, mm. and if he pulls it out, it is an act of God. Right, right, and and although I know several Christians who would say. God's got this, we're going to win this, whatever, you know, that's great. But I also don't think God would want us to put all our faith in one man. So I think you just need to get to the use of the, of the fact that, yeah, Kamala Harris is going to be president. <laughs> basically, basically, that's it. Let's take out the middle man. Oh Let's my gosh, be so I didn't even have the article. But I saw an article that said something like... Oh, I sent that to you. That Biden admitted that he won't if there it comes down to like a big decision a big argument i don't want to pull it up because we got too much stuff to talk about but a big decision or a big argument on policy between him and kamala harris he would just step down and resign i saw that yeah it's yeah, like he, w- he would fake an illness and step down so yeah i mean you just you just green lighted <laughs> kamala harris like what right? can i come up I with to disagree with him on yeah right but anyway, still talking about the stimulus bill. Um, like I was saying, they're passing the buck on, and Pelosi actually came out and said it. She's like, uh, it says, Pelosi says she'll accept a smaller relief bill and says, it's okay now because we have a new president. Right. That yeah. sounds shady and fishy to me because it sounds like, you know what? 
things will be different under Biden, right. even though the Congress might not might change. Well, but might not change. I as mean. we were talking earlier, I mean, there and that we'll talk about later is that, you know, it, it looks like they're looking for ways to bypass. Congress. Yeah, they're looking to sidestep it. And we're definitely going to hit on that here in this first half a little and then a lot in the second half. They're they. I don't think they have in, any intention that I don't think they care that the Republicans are still controlling Congress because there no, seems to be no. a lot of talk going on that they're going to sidestep right. Congress yeah. with, with us. Your mic is cut out again. There it is. All right. Yeah, no, they absolutely. I mean, they, they've war game this now at this mm-hmm. point, you know, and they're they're probably going to lose the seats in Georgia. Republicans will get the Senate. But like you said, they're going to find a way to bypass it. So now they only have to find a way to bypass the Supreme Court in case somebody challenges it and it goes to the Supreme Court. Right. So she says, perhaps you missed what I said earlier. Joe Biden committed to ending and crushing the virus and had a Build Better America initiative, Build Back Better. Pelosi snapped back. It says, a vaccine answer to, answer to our prayers. An answer to our prayers of 95% effectiveness in terms of Pfizer and Moderna and there may be others coming forward. That is a total game changer. And a new president and a new vaccine. This has simplicity. It's what we've had in our bills. It's for a shorter period of time, but that's okay now because we have a new president. A president who recognizes that we need to depend on science to stop the virus. So we don't need to read into that. She's just basically... And this says she fails to give Trump's administration credit for Operation Warp Speed. So she's saying that Biden's going to push this vaccine out fast when Trump right. already initiated that. Yeah, right. Well, but it's the same thing with when Bush initiated TARP mm-hmm. and then Obama took over and everybody gave credit to Obama for reigniting the economy. Right, right. You know? So, um, again, just her claiming that who cares that this isn't the bill we want because we're going to have a new president soon. Right. That just says all the stuff we're going to talk about, about all this speculation and this push to just basically sidestep Congress once Biden's right. in office. Yeah. Because Schumer, you talked about the $50,000 student debt one. You brought that up. Schumer came out, and he's pressuring Biden to just completely bypass Congress to cancel the $50,000 right. debt. Absolutely. So they don't even need the Congress anymore. We're just bypassing. Whatever happened to checks and balances? Right. What happened to legislation? That's all going out the window faster than Biden's becoming president. Well, because, you know, we're in a crisis. Right. We can do whatever we want. You got to use your emergency powers. You Mm -hmm. can't, you can't take the time to go through the vote of Senate. You got to, you got to move fast. Right. Because things need to be built back better. Like I said, they're, they're tearing down the checks and balance system faster than Biden is being confirmed president, yeah, which is right. scary to me. That is scary. So this one says, um, I'll pull this up for you to see. It says, Senator Mi- Minority Leader Chuck Schumer continued to put pressure on Biden-elect, or President Biden-elect, President-elect Joe Biden to forgive up to $50,000 in student debt per borrower on the first day of his presidency. On the first day of his presidency. Wow. That's, that's, that's fast. That's scary. We have come to the conclusion that President Biden can undo this debt, can forgive $50,000 of debt the first day he becomes president, Schumer said on Monday outside his office in Midtown Manhattan. You don't need Congress. All you need is the flick of a pen. Does that sound familiar to you? Uh, Yep. yep. It sounds like Obama, where he said, I don't need Congress. I need a phone and a pen, is all I think was his quote. I mean, as we've talked about, 
you know, Biden is going to be Obama's third term. Oh, yeah. Period. Absolutely. I mean, all of his people are Obama people. So... You you know he's gonna be a Pelosi Schumer puppet. Absolutely, it's guaranteed. Yep. That's what he if if he lasts longer if, than his first day of office. Look under the president's desk in the Oval Office. You're gonna see Pelosi's hand up his ass. Oh God, that's a gross picture. <laughs> More than 40 million Americans have a lot riding on the answer of whether or not president can forgive student debt without Congress. Borrowers could see their debts reduced or eliminated overnight if the president was able to act without legislation. Getting Congress to agree to forgive the loans, on the other hand, is not likely to occur anytime soon, if ever. For now, it's also an open question if Biden has interest in testing his presidential power in this way. That would be a dramatic step for a president to just come out and be like, you know what? I don't need you. I don't need you. Fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you. Sign this into attack. First day. Well, the scary thing is, I mean, it, it scares the shit out of you and I. But how many millions of of kids just out of college, you know, are going to cheer and be oh, like, yeah. "Yeah, do the man." Yes, that's what I'm talking that's about. That's why ninety percent of college students would vote for a Democratic ticket is for oh, yeah. promises like this. Oh, and that's why they love Bernie. Mm-hmm. You know, during the 2020 Democratic presidential primary, uh, Elizabeth Warren vowed to forgive student loans in the first days of her administration, including with her announcement an analysis written by three legal experts based at the Project on Predatory Student Lending at Harvard Law School who describes such a move as lawful and permissible. Based on what, though? Well, again, they, they created the system, right? You got, you got schools that are, are they charging out the ass for tuition, right? right? They take the money, they, they charge out the ass for football games, yeah. Right. They build these big athletic centers. They got big pools. They got spas. They got Starbucks, you know, all in the college. Right. And it's all coming from this tuition that it, it very little of it goes into actual learning. <laughs> you right. Know? I mean, the the education system is. Yeah. And they raise their tuition every year. You so know? do you think we should be forgiven of fifty thousand dollars debt just written off? No. Just like no. that? Or no. do you think we should have to pay back what we signed up for? I think we should pay back what we signed I up mean, for. I mean, yes. It, would it, it benefit me? Yes, it would, it would benefit me, too. me. But at the same time, you know, I I signed the bill or the agreement to pay it back. So what's next? Are they going to sign off our credit card debt? Because that would be awesome. That would be awesome. Any yes. uh, car loans you have? Can we sign right. that off, too? Yep. Home Put, loans? Yep. Just just get rid of all our debt. Yeah. Well, the Great Reset. Yes. That's what that's going to be. They're yep. going to get throw take all the debt and they're going to throw it out the window and it's going to be starting over. Yep, might as well. I yep. mean, just just consolidate, yep. just print more money, throw it out all this stuff. And but it's going to be across the world, you know. Oh yeah. I mean, all the third world countries that owe money and all that, that's all going to be thrown Home out. Home loans will go away mm-hmm. because private property will go it's away. It's going to go away and that's the thing. Then they own it. Yep. So, scary. It's very scary, and people yes. aren't thinking about that. They're Not just thinking having... the part. Oh, no debt! Wow, that sounds great. It is. It does sound great. It sounds beautiful. Yeah, yep. but that is not a world I want to live in. No, me neither. Because no property, no privacy. So this says a spokesman for the president-elect wouldn't say if Biden has taken a stance on whether or not he can forgive student loan debt without Congress. Though he pointed to remarks Biden made at a recent press conference after he was asked if he would take executive action to cancel the loans. He says, they're in real trouble, said Biden, about student loan borrowers. They're having to make choices between paying their student loan and paying the rent. 
those kind of decisions, it should be done immediately. So he's not taking a stance, but he's saying it should be done immediately, right. which sounds to me like he would lean towards that right. executive order. Yeah. So whether you agree with canceling college debt, whether you agree or are against predatory predatory college loans, all that stuff, that's not the issue here. It's the issue that there is such a push right now to just sidestep Congress because right. we mentioned before they were they thought they were shooing to like pack Congress, right. pack, pack um the Senate, pack mm -hmm. um the House of Representatives. That didn't right. happen. So now they're having to come up with their own contingency plan. Right. It's like, well, how are we going to get our shit done that we wanted to get right. done? How are we going to get our agenda pushed mm -hmm. without battling Congress every step of the way? The same way Trump had his agenda, but battled mm -hmm. the House every step well, of the way. And, and that's what this the student loan thing is going to be the big test mm -hmm. because it's going to have phenomenal support right. from public support. Right. Right. And so. I mean, he's going to go in and he's going to propose this and sign it off. It's going to be widely popular. People are going to be interviewed. They're going to be excited. Boom, boom, boom. And it's like, oh, wow, it works so great for that one. Right. Let the president, president do more. Exactly. Exactly. It's you figure out that it, it worked on day one yep. for this thing. Yeah. And it receives so much support. I mean, that pen gets more powerful the more times Absolutely. you use it. Yeah. We've how seen many, how many executive orders did Obama do? Right. Know? How many has Trump signed? He oh, signed. Yeah. Well, a bunch it, on his first. Absolutely. And most of them were out undoing the ones that Obama did. Right, right. So, <laughs> so all Biden's is going to undo everything Trump did. <laughs> yep. Sounds like Biden is taking Obama's stance on, hey, I got a phone and a pen, and just running with it. Well, right. he, he isn't saying this, but all his supporters are saying this. And this is also looking to be similar with his other agendas, like his... I guess you can't call it the Green New Deal because he said he doesn't support the Green New Deal, right. but Biden's Green Plan, whatever right. whatever they're calling, what did he call it? He's like, I'm not supporting the Green yeah. New Deal. I'm supporting right. they, they the just, Biden they, New Deal. Right. Or they're something. just calling it the, the Biden, the Biden plan. plan. There yeah, you go. Yeah. That's all they're calling it. There, there are calls for him to sidestep in these agendas as well, which, as we mentioned throughout the last couple of weeks, are in direct line with the World Economic Forum with this mm -hmm. Great Reset and all this stuff with the trillions agenda. of dollars of yep. spending yep. for this agenda. And if, like you said, if they can get away with this on day one, it's only time before they start doing it yeah. with all these other agenda plans just to say, you know what, you want to push back against us? Watch this. I'll just sign this into order. Yeah, And, and nobody remembers the snafus of Obama when he was investing government money into renewable energy companies, mm -hmm. you know, Solyndra, which he took $500 million of taxpayer money to try to kickstart this, the solar company, which went right. belly up within like the first couple months. Right. Right. So we're going to get into his agenda as far as the, the climate change rule laws and stuff like that, that he's looking at. And, all this other stuff. We're going to get into that a little more in the second half. I thought this was just a good transition into that. Just this whole, you know what? There is an agenda. A lot of people think he's not going to get anything done because of Congress, but right. it's looking more and more that he's getting pushed to just sidestep around it. So right. we're, we're going to look more into that in the second half. I think we're just going to get right into break now um, before we 
before we go on and talk way too much. So you got anything else before we get in a break? Nope. All right, we're just going to get right into it. Here we go. Hey, everybody. I just want to take this time to give a big shout out to the very first sponsor of the Break the Bell podcast. That is Goulash Media. They can be found at goulashmedia.net. Goulash Media specializes in graphic design, web design, audio recordings, video work, wedding videos, uh, music videos, even political campaign videos. Uh, Goulash Media caters to the little guy with the big vision. You can check them out at goulashmedia.net. That's G-O-U-L-A-S-H media.net. Have you ever thought that maybe voting, maybe all this politics constantly surrounding you is not the way to achieve freedom in your life? Hi, I'm Remso W. Martinez, and I ask myself the same question. That's why I'm on a journey to find true freedom in my lifetime. From learning about financial independence to new ways to develop rugged individualism to amazing guests living strange, crazy, amazing lifestyles that you've only thought might be real but actually are. Go ahead and check out my new show, On the Run with Remster W. Martinez at the We Are Libertarians Network. You can find On the Run with Remster W. Martinez on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play. You know how the internet works. Come on down and let's discover how to achieve real freedom in your life together. Right, we are, we're back. We are. See, my brain is all over the place with, with what's going on with like the the Biden agenda, with all these things that we talked about, like how the Democrats are forming this, um, forming this plan to, I guess, sidestep Congress is what it seems because we're right. reading multiple articles of multiple different people saying this like look right. you just just go around them just yeah. go over you their heads use the obama plan of doing ex- executive orders use the pen and telephone it's and like my brain is just having almost like a a freaking writer's block or something mm. on like how to put this all together because there's so much there right the hard part though is biden himself and his team isn't actually saying very much right. yeah so and, it, we can speculate all day yeah. on what his agenda is but He's not saying it. Yeah, and, and I mean that's by design. Oh yeah. You know, again, the less he's in the limelight, the better off they are. Right. You know, the easier it's going to be to push things through. Right. So. Well, and then they can't come back on him and say, "Well, you made this promise or that promise." The same way like Trump promised to build the wall that right. still isn't built. Or yeah. I mean, if you don't say anything, then you you're not breaking any promises. Right. Yeah. Part of me is like, well, is he doing that to not lose the support of the hard left because he's more centered than they want him to be? Right. But the other part's like, well, is he not saying it because he doesn't want to scare the people like you that are so completely against socialism? Yeah. That I we would we would push back immediately before he's even inaugurated. I, I think it's um a part of it is that you know, he, he doesn't have the election in the bag yet. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and he needs to keep whatever support he has in his pocket. You know, right. if 
if things were to turn and he says something that automatically is going to change people's perspective on him, mm-hmm. you know, then this thing can go south really quick for him. He's not showing his cards before the game. Exactly. Over. Right. 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 Yeah, so I, I, that makes sense. Um, so I, I think that's exactly what it is. He's trying to to keep quiet. You know, he's trying to stay out of the limelight. He's building his cabinet. He's putting his people. You know, setting them up. Mm-hmm. And he's not going to say Jack until it's official, right? And then after it's official, that's when that's when, like you said, he's going to start showing his cards, and he's going to go all in. Okay, I I agree with you there. I never thought of it that way, but that yeah. that makes most sense. So I guess and, we'll and again, as we said earlier in the show, I mean, it would take an act of God, you know, for Trump to probably win this, but but the possibility still there though the possibility still there right. and there are pathways yeah. for it to happen so so we talked again we talked about um all these these people kind of pushing him towards sidestepping congress right and even though we don't have biden's clear agenda you can look at like what all his supporters or his advisors right. or his team what what they support and right. kind of make your own map of yeah. the direction that his agenda is going to you know, go what's, towards. What's interesting to me is that it, it really shows a lot of um, like three-dimensional thinking. Mm-hmm. You know, like, okay, so the, the possibility exists. There's a percentage that we're not going to get the runoffs in Georgia. Right. Right? And in that case, they need to have a way to sidestep the Republican Congress mm-hmm. so that he's not, you know, in, uh, impotent president right <laughs> but being 78 he's probably an impotent president yeah. <laughs> but um <laughs> that being said i mean so yeah it looks like he, they're looking for ways to bypass that mm-hmm. so what'll be interesting is they may be able to bypass the senate but i don't think they're going to be able to bypass the supreme court right. so that so I, i'm just curious to see what what the plan is on that other than the fact that they're going to try to get public support on their on their side yeah so yeah and that won't be so hard because you just promise the things that everybody's looking for, like right. the tuition. Like we said, the tuition, right? And uh, the things that people think are the most important to them, right. just to set things in motion for right precedent to be set yeah. for bigger things but, to be made. And like I said, it displays a, a real three dimensional thinking that I don't, I don't think Biden has. No, so no, he's got who, who's calling the shots. You know who's right. who's making these decisions. That that's that's a. I guess discussion for another time. But, yeah. Well, um, people say, well, he's in Pelosi or Schumer's pocket. I don't think I don't Pelosi think so. has the brain yeah. cells left. Right. After all the coke that she's probably snorted that, <laughs> to to make that. Yeah. Kind of- and, yeah. And they they don't display that kind of thinking either. But I I can see you know and again this conspiracy that I can see Obama sitting back there. You know again I think he handpicked Kamala. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I he's more visible the last couple of weeks since Biden or since Biden has, you know, won yeah. than he has been in the last, you know, several years. I mean, he's getting back out in the spotlight. You and know, who's his overlord. And you, you tie, we've tied in the last couple of weeks to like the World Economic Forum, which right. is all these billionaires like the elitist de- deciding what's best for the world. And then you have. How his mantra, the Build Back Better, lines up with them, lines yep. up with the UN and with all these Canada, other and Britain and all France these other world and, yep. powers. Somebody, yep. somebody, this is somebody's agenda, and right. it's not Biden's thinking no, at all. It's not. This is somebody else's plan. Yeah. So, I still, I had one more article about the sidestepping plan. Um, this is a AOC link group. So people that are connected with Ocasio Cortez. It says they advised Biden 
to pass econ- his economic agenda with or without formal legislation. So again, right. before he's even president, they're yeah. just throwing throwing the checks and balance out the window. They're going all willy-nilly. Yep. So this says, a progressive group with ties to Representative Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez is privately advising President-elect Joe Biden to move forward with his economic agenda, whether or not Democrats win control of the Senate in a pair of Georgia runoffs earlier ne- early next year. The New Consensus, this group's called the New Consensus. It's a left-wing think tank led by Cortez's former chief of staff, Saikat Kakrabarti, Justice Democrat co- co-founder Zach Exley, and organizer Demon Drummer, They're telling Biden that he could work with the Federal Reserve and Treasury Department to provide trillions of dollars of low-interest loans to help small businesses and build industries of tomorrow. That's scary as hell. Scary to me is how they specifically point out the federal partner with the Federal Reserve and the Treasury Department. Right. Who did we say a couple weeks ago that he pointed to the Treasury Department? Yep, Yellen. The former head of the Federal Reserve. Mm -hmm. So he's got a Federal Reserve person mm-hmm. in the Treasury Department. They're like hand in hand, right? Hand in each other's pockets. Which now. we will talk about at some other point, some mm-hmm. other week that we, you know, things that we'd seen with the Great Reset, talking about the Fed hand in hand with the Treasury like Department, combining balance sheets, exactly, and pushing towards this whole right. like, socialist agenda, and, right? And by by doing that, being able to bypass the Congress or the Senate, I mean that that is some scary shit, right there, right? To and it says. To provide trillions of dollars of low-interest loans to help small businesses for COVID relief is what mm-hmm. I would think, and to build industries of tomorrow, which to me sounds like their right. Green New Deal that right. Ocasio-Cortez and, was promoting. And you know, if, in case you're not sure, the Fed is an independent entity. It's supposedly. not. It is not right. Supposedly, it is not a government-ran um, it's, entity. It's so. not, but it's also the only entity. That can print that can print dollar bills. Right. Yeah. So it is whatever dollar not. bills they want to. Right. Yes. Which again makes it scary. Right. So it says in a memo the group sent to Biden's transition team, a copy of which was obtained by Politico, they acknowledge that while bipartisan legislation may be appealing, the former vice president's agenda is not dependent on majority control. The plan we've just outlined again can be pursued with or without formal legislation. Should that not happen, as you know, the nation does not have the luxury of waiting for such perks before tackling its most urgent and indeed existentially compelling needs. What can legally be done must quickly be done. So again, right off the bat, they're wanting to do these executive orders, and that's including trillions of dollars in green green energy spending Mm -hmm. and this whole Green New Deal that they're pushing. Right. Biden's ability to follow through on his agenda by legislation could be severely limited if the GOP retains control of the Senate. We know that. Through his $7 trillion Build Back Better plan, Biden has pledged to invest in green infrastructure, revitalize the manufacturing industry, and revamp housing, education, and health care. So they're saying he can do all this stuff with a flick of a pen. That's crazy. Right. How many trillions of dollars? Because that... That sounds like more than even seven trillion dollars because right. I know Cortez's I think was way higher than seven trillion dollars. Right. Oh yeah, it was. Um, what was it? Well, so no, because yeah, Biden's was two trillion, 
and uh, 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 Casio's I think was ninety three trillion. Yeah, and yeah. and the time period <laughs> is shorter too. Right. Biden's plan I think takes us into two thousand thirty five. Hers was in like ten years. Ten years, yep. a ten year plan. Well, his no, like no he, his was two thousand fifty. Yeah, That's his what it was, was pushing back fifty years or something yeah. like that. The new consensus, which is that group, like I said, argued that Biden could take several major steps to make his plan a reality by first creating a National Development Council, which included the Federal Reserve Chairman, the Treasury Secretary, which is former yeah, Federal right, Reserve yeah, Chairman, yeah, probably the the current Fed Chairman's old boss. Yes. And cabinet members to form an economic development strategy. This right. po- next paragraph sounds even scarier. Well, and John Kerry, right? Oh, John yeah. Kerry is the green czar, so he's going to be in on all this. Yeah, too. and he's he's been promoting the Great Reset left and right, right. for the last yes, couple well, years now. Him and Teresa, yep. you know. <laughs> of course. This next paragraph is scary, though. It says, from there, they said Biden could establish a national development bank. So yeah. it, let's form a, a new bank. Right. With a pen. Right. Yeah. Like, just partner up with the feds, partner up with the Treasury Secretary. We'll fill it, form this National Development Bank to make financing plans for this for the, his proposals. So now we're just financing it, choosing to finance it. And where's that going to come from? Right. Again. Taxpayer money. Yeah. Yeah. Without legislation. Right. It, can they force us to pay that if it's not a law? I mean, yeah, theoretically, can, can you raise ta- can you raise taxes by executive, executive order. order? No, I don't believe they can. But you can make all these executive orders that have to be paid somehow, right? Yeah, and then they're going to have to figure right. out. That's it, right. It's basically we're just going to make this happen. Yeah, and you Congress gets to decide how to pay for it because right. it's already happening. We've already spent the money. How are you going to pay for it? Is right. basically yeah, what it's looking exactly. Like. So you need to start taxing, or you're going to have to do budget cuts. Right. And nobody wants to lay people off. They said in an o- in the 08 bailout, the PTSD, I would say, is that the Fed gave all its this near zero interest money out. The result was that we saved the banking system, but we didn't actually build anything new. Says the memo is the latest effort by the Democratic Party's progressive wing to push Biden to the left. Activist groups are calling on Biden to form a cabinet that includes progressive leaders, blah, blah, blah. It really doesn't say anything else about this. But again, that's scary stuff that right. they're just – I mean, can you can't call this a democracy anymore if you are making these right. pushes towards right. – look, uh, just uh, – and they called fucking Trump a dictator for years. Right. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's like, you know <laughs> – you know, it's like you you date somebody who's really paranoid and always calls you like you know they're worried about you cheating. You're, they're usually the one that's going behind your back and cheating, right? right? And right. it's the same thing. You know, they they accuse you of what they're doing. Yeah, yeah. You know, that's how it always works. Like he's a dictator. He's a dictator. He's right. a dictator. Uh, screw legislation. You know what? You're the fucking president. Right. You can tell him to do whatever you want. Right. Exactly. That what is. What are they going to do? The definition of a dictator. Right. Yeah. And you know, and what's scary is, and we talked about this, is that. You know, they're, they're, you know, they, they did this whole, you know, Senator Palpatine thing mm. <laughs> with, with, you know, the, the government being like, oh, we need emergency powers because, you know, we got COVID, you know, and we, we need to enact emergency, you know, regulations. We got to close people down, you know, and, and it created president now. Right. And so now, 
you know what the polar ice caps are going to melt here in what 10 years or whatever right. and so now they have to take emergency protocols to to save the earth you know and so they're going to give emergency powers to the government to do that and yep you know and and it, it just uh it sounds like a mess it does it really does um here's a little stuff about what the green new deal is like I said, Biden came out and said, I'm not in full support of the Green New Deal, but I have my own plan. But he's not really saying what that is. Right, so, yeah. But his mantra follows all these other um, global right. yeah. uh, agendas that parallel very closely to Cortez's Green New Deal. So right. it's without him saying what it is, we just got to kind of assume that that's the direction he's going right. to go with it. Well, and the most important part of that is, I mean, he wants to get us back into the Paris climate yes. accords. And by doing that, they set very rigorous goals. And mm-hmm. if you're going to remain a part of the, the climate deal, you have to make those goals. Well, the goals get progressively more aggressive as the time goes on. And you have to maintain those goals. And so even if Biden starts with the Biden plan, which is mm-hmm. more of a compromise, by the end of the whole thing, he's going to, or halfway through, he's going to switch over to the new Green Deal. We'll be full-blown in it. Absolutely. It's going to look like this, but once we sign into it, like we have to get all the way to this up here. Right. not, And that's what people probably aren't even looking at they're like well right. no oh, yeah. he's not he's just putting us here yeah. but he's putting us in a position where we have to be right. at this level exactly so um some of the things that the green new deal calls for is um and this is an article that's against it so it's obviously going to be biased a little bit but it calls for limiting or abolishing air travel how do you do that i don't know that's and, a good question like what are we going back to well, like ships oh. <laughs> right where it probably. takes like Three yeah. months to get across the ocean. Well, only the elites are going to be able to actually travel. Oh, or, private or, jets. You know, they're what they're going to do is they're going to give you, you know, like this this set bank of like carbon credits, mm. right? And <laughs> you <laughs> so have that's to, your currency now is that, your carbon credits, right? Exactly. So, um, sorry, sir, you uh, you drove your your your. SUV this many miles. Um, we can't we can't get you to fly to Florida, but we could probably fly you to Ohio. <laughs> Holy shit, that makes sense. Right? Yeah. Wow. That's that's going to be the new currency. Is your carbon credits? That is insane. Yeah. So it says, as well as the internal combustion engine, eliminating millions of jobs for the production, parts, sales, and maintenance of automobiles. In place of cars, plane, and planes, she proposes nationwide high-speed rail system. How's that going to replace planes? It's Are we not. putting railway systems over the oceans? Right. Under the ocean? I, oh, I don't know. That would be scary. That There's no be. way I would do that. No. That's like the start of a bad movie <laughs> is getting trapped <laughs> under the ocean in a tunnel. That is. <laughs> says um, her new deal would destroy the cattle industry due to methane gas produced by cows' digestive flatulence. So, again, this well, is like against Can't they go so. with the Burger King? <laughs> yeah, where they feed them non-farting right? ga- uh, grass. Uh, the resolution would mandate all American owners to retrofit their houses to 100% renewable energy, requires de- demolishing or retrofitting every commercial and government building so they are powered by renewable energy. Jeez. Under the delusional proposal, the government is charged with providing free health care and secondary education. Um, not 
not a green energy idea, but thrown into her proposal as it fits her all-encompassing socialist agenda. Again, using one like direction to throw in all this other stuff. Right, right One right. bill to fit Which, all of your agenda. I mean, how it's always done. Yes. In the first draft of the Green New Deal, it called for providing every American a livable income, even for those who are unwilling to work. Um, universal wage. Yes, universal basic income. Um, blatant socialism. Right. Uh, would demand raising multiple trillion dollars of taxes, obviously, because it has to right. be paid for. Absolutely. However, with fewer people working under the program, tax revenues would actually decrease. Well, yeah, I mean, well, because would it though? Because they're going to tax the rich more. Well, it's raising taxes, but like it's saying it's putting a lot of people out of jobs, so it's actually right. going to bring in less taxes. Right. So they're saying it's yeah. like unfeasible. Um, d- dismisses questions about how to pay for her program. To her, that's irrelevant, of course. I mean, right, you just print yeah. money. That's why you get the Federal right, Reserve yeah, exactly. involved. You just, just make just them print fucking the money. print money. Yeah. She has laughed several times at a tax rate of 70% or higher. Holy shit. 70%? This type of government program has wrecked several national economies, notably Greece, Venezuela, and the Soviet Union. Yeah, they're all fucked. Uh, it says, and then it talks about socialism. Um, it says, socialism and the tenets of the Green New Deal is also a threat to national security. The exorbitant price tag of socialist programs invariably curtails a nation's ability to pay for its defense. For example, the collapse of the so- Soviet Union was brought about in part because during the Reagan administration, the Soviets could not afford to keep pace with the U.S. as we increased defense spending. Socialist communist society bled their economy. We simply outspent them, and they collapsed, which makes sense. Right. But theoretically, every country in the world is going to be following the Paris Climate Accords. Right. So that they'll all be on the same track, right? Yes. They'll be sharing the cost of the, the high-speed rail system. You know, the, there won't be extra spending on military because they're all going to be trying to keep up with the, the Green Deal Accords. H- however... You say they're all going to share on the cost of this stuff, but theoretically, in, the, in in history, according to Trump specifically, who was fronting most of that money and all that stuff? It was us. Uh, right, the, United was the United States, States was paying a lot of it. Well, and and we see by the the current regulations, China, Russia. I mean, they don't follow the deal. No, you know they they say they do. Yeah, they're like, oh, what are you talking about? Our air is really clean. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. You saw when China. Hosted the Olympics, they planted like a billion trees just right. to suck yeah. some of the freaking air pollution out of the air. Right. So when they took video of it, it wasn't so smoggy there. Right. So yeah. they talk about the United States and how we have to revamp our system. Go to India, go to freaking oh, China, absolutely. look right. at the air quality there. Well, and Trump called them out, and the people of India they they were pissed about it, but they're like, yeah, well, you know, yeah, he's you're right. right, he's right, <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was proven to be true yeah. and accurate. <laughs> So it's like uh, we're pointing the fingers at what we can do when all these other countries but suck at it. We're we're missing a, a very important part of this whole green deal is that um what point 
5.05% of the population has been wiped out by COVID. Mm-hmm. And there's a good possibility we'll lose another 1% to 2% when the vaccine kicks in. You know? <laughs> at and least. So, at least. So they're, they're doing their part. You know, oh, and then there might be some that are infertile forever. So, so they won't have kids to right. pollute the air. So you know, they're working on the population control part. Yes, which is <laughs> Bill Gates' method. Right, right. The Gates plan, not the Biden plan. Right. So... Let's take a little, I mean, we talk about socialism. Maybe it's all like the Red Scare or um, all over again, the Communist Scare all over again. But communism just doesn't sound good to me. Maybe no. maybe, maybe we just need re-educated but in our thought see, process. See, that's the problem, though, is that they, they're, like you said, they're, they're not pushing it as communism. They're pushing it as social democracy. Right. Or right. De- democratic socialism. Yes. Whereas it's like you know the ut- utopia. It, yes. it's it's providing for the collective. But wasn't communism for the good of all? Wasn't communism originally pushed that pushed well, that way too? Of course, <laughs> because the problem is that you know the state takes priority. Yes, I'm sorry. Um, it's not really in the state's priority to feed you. Yeah, <laughs> we need to feed the soldiers. So yeah. we're going to take your cattle. Right. So that we can, you know, and and I'm I'm sorry, you know, we can't feed you, you know, and so, but people don't think about that part right. of it, you know, they don't think that oh I might be the weak link, yeah, you know, or they don't think about the fact that you know you get a Stalin in power or a, somebody who gets power mad, right? Because human humans have egos, you know, yeah, right. Humans like to be number one. I the, had I had uh. A- it was a history teacher, and he was like borderline. He was super lefty, borderline like he communist leaning. But the thing that I took away from him, the only thing that I took away from him, he he said, communism would be the most perfect form of government if humans weren't involved. Right. You throw the human yeah. element into it, and it fucks up everything. Absolutely. It's like Christianity would be perfect religion if it wasn't for all the people. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Was it Gandhi that said that? Yeah, right. Yeah, um, so you throw that, like you said, the ego, the the mm-hmm. selfishness in there, somebody is going to want to be yeah. more than yeah. everybody equal. Exactly. Everybody equal looks great, except when you throw in egos in there, and right. it's like, well, we're all equal, but I'm more equal than you are. Right. You ever see the movie of The Beach with Leonardo DiCaprio? I don't think I saw that. It's a really good movie. Um, but uh, basically, he's this uh, he's American traveler. He finds out about this this mysterious beach um, down in like um, in the Pacific somewhere. Mm-hmm. Finds a map, right? And so he decides to to go. He hooks up with this French couple, and they decide to go find this mysterious beach. So they get to the the island. They have to swim, you know, like across the ocean or something. And they have to like sneak through these marijuana fields because there's these drug dealers there, right? Mm-hmm. And they find this beach. And it's like, you know, this beach is meant to be like this utopian society, right? Where everybody works together, they share everything, right? Right. It's supposed to be like paradise, which it is for a while, right? Yeah. But then you find out that, um, you know, like, the the Leonardo DiCaprio he becomes this big hero because he kills a shark and so then you see jealousy start to leak through right okay then you see and then the, there's one of the the guys um there he gets attacked by a shark and he's in pain right but they don't want to call a doctor because they don't want anybody to know about the utopia right so they they he's in such pain and he's crying out they they move him to the outskirts of the utopia because nobody wants to hear about it mm-hmm. right. 
Well, then these other people stumble across and this utopia, and they're afraid they're going to tell other people. So they 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 let them die, basically, because they don't want their utopia society to be destroyed, yes. right? And so it, it, it all is this dirty secret to keep, you know, appearances of the utopia as mm-hmm. a utopia. Yeah, which it turns into the opposite of utopia just to keep the image of the utopia. Exactly, right. And and individuals, you know, their their concerns, their they're what they need, it doesn't matter because what is good is the utopia. Right. Right? right. And that's what you're looking at with this democrat you know, socialist democratic society. You know, it's just it's keeping the society looking good, you know. Yeah. So back to Biden, this article here talks a little bit about his connection with socialism i mean he hasn't come out and declared himself a socialist like bernie sanders and ocasio cortez have actually admitted to right um but this says biden's socialism will be green not red so we don't have the red scare anymore it's the green scare right so this says um red socialism may have been vanquished at the ballot box but americans need to be aware that it's greener or its green successor is just as much of a threat to their freedom. One of the most interesting results of our recent elections was that Americans rejected socialism. This I found interesting in the article. It says, um, despite its seemingly growing popularity, successfully labeling their opponents as socialists propelled many Republican candidates to victories in the down-ballot races, particularly in er- areas with immigrants who fled avowed um, socialist regimes. So that's what, remember, we talked about the Cubans primarily would have voted Republican right. because they're completely against communism. Yeah. Um, Socialist-style policies were socialist-style policies were also defeated on ballot measure votes, which I found interesting. Their vote, like, people are siding with these socialist um, leaders, but a lot mm. of the policies on the ballots got voted down, especially in California, it says. Hmm. That is interesting. Many commentators have noted Joe Biden's record of moderation in the Senate made it difficult to paint him as a socialist. That doesn't mean, however, that socialism in all its variations has been defeated outright. As we are seeing in other parts of the world, what we once would have called socialism has evolved. Has evolved. Its future is green, not red. Um, this most is most apparent in Europe, and we've been talking about that, like the UN agenda, the European right. agenda, right. and like the the wave kind of across um, Europe. Says across the western half of the continent, old style socialist and social democratic parties have seen their vote shares plunge in the recent years. Green parties have risen in their place. Indeed, The Guardian characterized their success in 2019 uh, European Parliament elections as quite as a quiet revolution. So it's coming in more silently. It's not like um, how communism kind of came in in full force across different. Mm-hmm. countries back in the early 1900s this came in as a like, kind of a quiet change like a slow gradual process it says the greens are no less radical than the red pre- predecessors uh they have consolidated a manifesto that puts social justice and human rights at the heart of the fight for the planet drawing its voters illusion or disillusioned with mainstream center left parties and you see that with the you know the build back better campaign yeah. you know that a big part of it is is addressing social inequality and right? it's masking it as this green agenda and right. socially inequality and things right. like that when it, it's coming in 
it's going to develop into full blown socialism. Right. I, I, I know it, it is. Was, it's got to. Um, it says Meanwhile, the British Green Party is touting not just a Green New Deal for energy, but ones for housing, building 100,000 new state-owned homes. State-owned. We're talking about how it looks like that seems to be Mm -hmm. um, what they're focusing on with these um, stimulus bills is the housing. Mm -hmm. And then income, introducing a a universal basic income of $120 a week. How does that even work? I don't know. Well, if, I guess if the government takes care of everything else, right? I mean, well, yeah, I guess if you have state owned homes, right, then, right. but still, health insurance. Even if it's just a minor $120 a week to start with, I mean, once you get in the door of that, mm-hmm. people start saying, wow, this is kind of nice having this right. in my pocket. Then it's just like, well, how would you like? You like $120 a week. How would you like $500 a week? It's like, oh, right. shit. Yeah, that, yeah, that right. sounds good. Then it's like, well, you like $500 a week. How would you like $1,000 a week? And yeah. I mean, again, we're just, you, once you crack right. that door, right. you got to start small to crack the door. But once you right. crack the door, you can kick it wide open. Well, and we talked about, you know, with the Great Reset and everything, how, mm-hmm. you know, goals were that there would be no property. Yes. Right? And therefore no privacy. Yes. So you wouldn't have a vehicle, right? Mm-hmm. You'd just have public transportation or you would, you know... Revamping transportation. Right. And then you got your, your your home, which isn't really your home, so you share it with whoever it needs it yeah. at that time. So... Yeah. Yeah, I see it. Um, but this goes on to say, climate change is at the heart of radicalism. It represents the perfect excuse for cent- uh, socialist central planning. Mm-hmm. Industry and individual choice, such as automobile driving, you just said that, the argument goes, are wrecking the planet and therefore must be centrally controlled and regulated yep. so that emissions are reduced to a level that constrains climate change. Right. So, again, privately owned transportation mm-hmm. is wrecking our our ecosystem. Right. So. Let's just have all government mandated mm-hmm. transportation. I, I could even see, and I, I thought this when, you know, remember during the shutdown mm-hmm. and they started talking about like, oh, well, there's dolphins swimming in yep, the Venice Canal for this. the first yep. time, right? I, I could see where they, they do start doing a, a mandated, like, you know, one month government shutdown. We talked about right. that. I remember right. somebody yeah. was recommending that. Yeah, right, right, right. Uh, it was a, um, a climate crisis lockdown or something mm-hmm. like that. Right, yeah. Be like for the for the good of the the for the earth, we're gonna do a one month shutdown. You we'll, know, we'll, nobody we'll drive. We'll pay you right money we'll, to do yeah, it. We'll give you money just to stay home for for mm. you know a month, three months. You know, and yeah. and that way you're not out. You know, um, you know you you can go out and get groceries, but that's it. I I can't remember who it was that proposed that, but there was yeah. there was a person when we talked about the Great Reset. There was a guy that was mm-hmm. recommending. Mm-hmm. A was it the with the scary um, Doctor Evil guy? No, it wasn't no? him. Okay. But it was in that episode. Okay, we'll have to go back. Yeah, and we'll check. have to go back and watch it. So we don't we we talk about a lot of stuff, so it's hard to oh. keep track of. But yeah, somebody was actually recommending a government mm-hmm. shutdown for mm-hmm. climate control. Yeah, says the regulations to achieve this. Um. To achieve this ends must be introduced now on emergency basis and exist in perpetuate perpetuity. I have a hard time with that word. Perpetuity. Perpetuity. (laughs) There you go. According to the climate warriors, there there is virtually no aspect of American economic life that does not have some effect on climate change. Mm. It's misbegotten, of course, but but to be expected, 
If climate is at the heart of your policy, you'll need to control all the myriad human actions and interactions that might affect it. So if climate change, global warming, whatever mm-hmm. you call it, is the biggest issue that yeah. your your policy is addressing, then you have to address everything that affects that. Mm-hmm. And according to this, they're saying everything. pretty much every aspect yeah. of, your, of right. American economic life affects yeah. that. So... You're right. gonna have to have some control of that. I'm sorry. Did you did you get a license to procreate? Um, <laughs> we need you to go through right. our office to see if you can. Um, you know, we need to test your genetics to make sure if that's okay. Yes. So, and if if they are controlling every aspect of American economic life, what does that leave us with? Socialism. <laughs> Socialism on steroids. On major steroids. <laughs> Since the early days of the Biden campaign, climate activists have happily proclaimed that his climate agenda is a Green New Deal in all but the name. So he's not taking on the name because that attaches him to Mm -hmm. the far left, um, Bernie Sanders and um, Ocasio-Cortez types, even though he appointed um, a task force that included Bernie Sanders um, on environmental policy, co-authored by the newly named Special Envoy for Climate, John Kerry, who, again, is big proponent of the Great Reset, mm-hmm. and that's not conspiracy theory. He goes to the World right. Economic Forums yeah. and gives speeches. He'll be there in January. He, he will. He specifically said at the last one that the Great Reset is going to happen, and it is going to happen faster than, than we think it's going to happen. So John Kerry is a huge proponent for this. That's scary. Um, so he co-authored Combating the Climate Crisis and Pursuing Environmental Justice. John Kerry did? Yes. Says the transition team's summary memo on how to approach climate aspects of the transition includes policies not just for the Environmental Protection Agency, the National Atmospheric and Oceanic Administration, and the Department of the Interior, Energy, and Transportation, but also the Departments of Agriculture, State, Justice and Treasury, as well as the Office of Management and Budget. So, basically, all the agencies. Yeah, we 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 got to hit all the agencies in order to pursue this. Personnel is policy, goes the saying in Washington, and evidently the Biden transition team's plan to staff all these departments with climate activists. The memo envisages new authorities that allow for structural and systemic systemic change, without control of the Senate. Sorry. Without control of the Senate, the new administration will find it difficult to set these up. So this was written a few months ago, I'm guessing. Mm-hmm. So they're saying without control of the Senate, the new administration will find it hard to set this up. However, the articles we've been reading and pointing out mm-hmm. is it's not going to be that hard to set up because all these people are saying, just go around it. Right. Just pick up your pen, pick up your phone. You got this. You don't yeah. need them. So it says, however, thanks to... Oh, this does talk about that, too. It says, thanks to excessive delegations of power from Congress to the executive for or over the years, President Biden will be able to do a lot through regulation via executive order with the power of the pen and the phone, as Mm -hmm. President Obama put it, how we mentioned that earlier. Yeah. So taking one right out of Obama's playbook. So, yeah, it keeps going on to talk about that and how... Um, they're pushing this green agenda, which if, like we said, if if they if they get you, convince you to believe that every aspect of your life affects climate change and the government has to step in 
to take charge of that, then they're taking charge of every aspect of your life. Right. Which turns into full-blown socialism. Right. And you can say as much as you want that that's not Biden's plan, that's not the agenda, but if you follow the roadmap set out from where he's taking mm-hmm. his playbook from, right. from these, like the World Economic Forum, mm-hmm. from the UN, mm-hmm. from all these socialist nations like Canada, like the EU, and places like that, it's pointing directly at right. full-blown socialism. Yeah, and he may be preaching, you know, like you said, like a middle-of-the-road compromise type thing, but the end game is to be right up there with everybody else for the Great Reset. Be on that stage, on that yep. world world yep. agenda. Well, and, and as the United States, you know, want, you know, you would think that they would be a world leader, but it just seems like they're going with the pack right now. Yeah. So here's my theory, because, I mean, you can say that green energy and the climate change, it's all well and good. But I I don't see any major, anybody with that much power, anybody that's in those positions that are making, like we said, these greater powers that are coming up with all these agendas. I I don't think that that's their concern. No. I think that we've talked about how COVID was the crisis that they take advantage of to push these other agendas, Mm -hmm. such as like the Green New Deal, because- how much of the stimulus packages are supposedly going towards, oh, with this, we also need to include um, green reform in here because that is a direct, mm-hmm. res- directly responsible for the COVID crisis. Right. It's directly um, the reason why we have this, this COVID crisis. Yeah. So they're using this crisis of COVID to push this other agenda. Well, but what. Go ahead. No, oh, I was going to say, and, and they're they're going to push this, you know, rebuilding the economy because they, you know, there's this whole narrative that the economy sucks now because of the shutdowns and everything. And right. you know, Biden has said that, you know, and they've talked about how Biden is going to do this this, you know, kind of core of engineers thing like Roosevelt did to mm-hmm. get us out of the Great Depression. Yes. It's going to be this climate core that's going to go around and they're going to start you know, redoing the infrastructure of the country right. to get us on a green energy grid. Which has nothing to do with COVID. No, it doesn't. It doesn't. That's, but that's where they're going with but it. That, the excuse is going to be, well, we need to create jobs. Yes. And this is how we're going to create jobs. And we're going to do it in a green way to save, you know, and it's going to create all these jobs. We're going to create billions of jobs, you know, to do green energy. Right. And um, but it's got to be paid. They're government jobs. They're not coming private sector. It's got to come out of your pocket. Exactly. So again, back to my theory. It's like COVID was the crisis needed to push this green agenda, but Mm -hmm. I don't think the green agenda is the end game. It's not. No, it's not because they these people pulling the strings. They don't give a shit about climate change. They think that they have everything under control. It's a way to centralize power. Yes, that's exactly it. If you think of like a big bomb or Mm -hmm. explosion. You can't just light the massive amounts of explosive with just a match or something. You have to have a small, like a primary primer, which is the little explosion, 
you have to usually, if it's a big thing, you have to have a secondary yeah. that blows up a little bigger that detonates the overall bomb. Mm-hmm. And I think they had in place for years now the secondary, which is this green plan that's been being pushed. They had the overall explosive, which was socialism, complete complete socialism. Yeah. But they didn't have the primary. Mm-hmm. To set off because so many people were 100% against oh, yeah. this Green New Deal. Right. They, they they saw what it was for what it was. And even when an Ocasio-Cortez came out with it, they're like, fuck that. That's, that's well, full-blown communism. What, what does the article say? It, it would It's going to cost um, each household like an additional $8,000. At know? least, yeah. yeah. And yeah. so, you know, nobody nobody has time for that. Right. So I think, that, like I said, they were missing that primary and God bless 2020 for giving mm-hmm. them the COVID crisis. It's funny how that works, isn't it? Right. Whether it was a, a man-made thing, right. th- intentional, or it was an actual pandemic that came about. It, it does seem like it's awfully convenient. Like, it does check a lot of boxes, though, doesn't it? It does. But either way, capitalize on a freaking crisis. Yeah. They, they took that and ran with it. It's like, yeah. there it is. That's it right there. Yeah. That's what we can use. Mm-hmm. To launch the funding for this green plan, to launch yep. the power that we need for right. this full blown so, explosion, the, and yeah, so this they're going to use it to you know jump all over, expand solar energy, wind energy, nuclear energy. Guess who's been um, putting a lot of money into um, solar energy, wind energy, and nuclear energy within the last couple of years? I don't even want to know. Bill Gates, <laughs> of course, no way. <laughs> Isn't that he funny? has his fingers in all of this shit. Yeah, he really does. When, he really does. He's just in the right place at the right time I when know. when things happen. He's just lucky that way. He's not a manipulator of no. um, the direction of the economy or all. anything like not that. He's a helper. So, one reason why I say that this is all just a primer for full blown socialism is because we have groups like. The International Youth and Students for Social Equality. It sounds sounds like a good thing, right? Sounds like one of the '60s groups we talked about a yes. long time ago. Well, this is this was written in actually September of last year, so before COVID happened. Okay. This article by them says the only solution to climate change is world socialism. Of course. So, climate change leads to world socialism. Uh, there it is, and then, like I said, you needed freaking to shove freaking COVID right up the mm-hmm. ass of it to to right. set it all in motion. Yeah. So th- this article, I'm not going to read the whole thing. They say millions of students, youth, and their supporters in more than 150 countries will take part this Friday in a worldwide global climate strike, demanding immediate and far-reaching actions to abate and reverse climate what, what, change. Was Greta there? Oh, probably. That wouldn't surprise me. Says the internationally coordinated protests are being organized in response for the growing growing realization among young people that governments of the world are incapable of taking any significant measures to halt global warming. So they're saying global or um, governments can't do it. So the only solution is socialism. Um, Wait, what? Governments can't do it. Well, so they're saying like governments the way they are. Oh, gotcha, like, gotcha. Current gotcha. governments yes. aren't okay. doing it, so we gotta okay. hit the yeah. reset button, like right. we've been talking. 
this has been indoctrinated in schools. This is why you get groups like the International Youth and Students for Social Equality. But it goes on to give all these facts and stuff about 821 million human beings are at risk of starvation as global warming makes agriculture increasingly unattendable. Oh, and that's the new thing that the UN is pushing. Remember, the Mm -hmm. the big uh, humanitarian crisis that's coming next year is there's not enough food because 2021 is going to be worse than 2020. We're going to talk about that. We talked about it yesterday. I don't think did or, we get to it? We did. Okay. It was a quick. We talked about it briefly. We oh, didn't really okay. dig yep, into that's it. Right. So yeah, this is. I mean, like I said, this was written last mm-hmm. year, over a year ago, before yeah. even COVID hit. Yeah. So pushing that agenda, mm-hmm. even though, as you mentioned, they talk about 821 million human beings risk of starvation. How many people starved in communist Russia? Oh, jeez. I think more people starved yeah. than were actually killed yeah, in communist they Russia. Did. Yeah. Because like you were saying that the government deemed that the food needed to go towards the war effort right. and the fight and all this stuff. So Right. I mean, you can say socialism is the solution for this, but look yeah. at history. But but unfortunately, it, it's not just socialism. It's a globalized socialism. It's a socialism that Right derives from a centralized place in the world and that every other country needs to fall in line with that. Like the World Economic Forum and the UN are pushing for. Exactly. Says, efforts to address climate change can't be separated from um, this question, which I didn't see the question. Oh, well. Anything less involves appeals to the United Nations or the various left parties around the world, which have proven themselves incapable. So these people are saying even left parties are incapable um, to put forward meaningful climate solutions. Well, yeah. So this is going really far to the left. It says, even as the sentiment of millions demand solutions to the ecological crisis, leaders of every country rush to ensure that any climate agreement, including the 2015 Paris Accord, does not place genuine limits on greenhouse gas emissions, instead provides new protections for their energy corporations. So she even bashes Barack Obama um, who uh, says, during the presidency of Barack Obama, the fact that China is the world's largest polluter was used in an attempt to gain leverage in trade negotiations. Current um, presidential candidate Joe Biden and Bernie Sanders have both pledged likely more aggressive measures if elected. Uh, it goes on to say, like, all this stuff's not working. All the stuff governments are coming up with is not working. It says... Uh, let's see. Says, and therefore critical to turn the students and youth participating in um, climate strikes away from the parliamentary politics and the working class. It is working class that will suffer the brunt of the impact of global warming. It's the working class that is objectively and increasingly defining itself as an international class. It's the working class whose social interests lie in the overthrow of capitalism, the abolish, the abolition of private ownership of the means of production, and the establishment of an economic system based on the satisfaction of human need, including safe and healthy environment. This is coming from students. These students have been taught by someone. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And it's fallen in line with everything we talked about with the World Economic Forum. Yes, yes, it is. But this is saying that, Ironic. like, 
even these groups like the Paris Accord and probably even the UN and all this stuff isn't working. This right. is going further than that. It says that technology exists to solve the great social problems of our time, climate change, the destruction of jobs, mounting social inequality, the assault on democratic rights, and the threat of world war. At the same time, scientific planning can ensure increased living standards and quality of life for the world's population. The only social force that can achieve this goal is the international working class through the method of world socialist revolution. So like you said, worldwide, worldwide socialist revolution. It's not just a country by country thing. It's got to be a global thing. Yep. And the only way to to control that big of a population is by force. By force. Exactly. It would have to be. You have to make them comply. Yes. Right. You. There's no time for individuality. That that will destroy everything they've built, and so. But but they're they're talking like because this is the naivety of oh absolutely. the youth. Yes. They're saying it's um the the working class collectively mm. will provide this through the socialist revolution. But people have their own opinions and their own mindsets. And yep. this person is going to think that this is more important to focus on than this person. And right. so at some point, somebody is going to have to be like, look, this is going to be the standard right. here. And then that's going to form into communism or yeah. dictatorship where right. somebody is regulating but this. They don't think this through. Naivety. I mean, like you said, it's naivety. They're, they think of utopia. Ooh, wouldn't it be great? If the world got together and shared a Coke yes. <laughs> in perfect harmony. It would. It, it would be better if that actually happened. Exactly. But that's not how people are built. Right. It's just not. It, it, it won't work. You are, somebody is going to be implementing their ideas mm-hmm. on somebody else in order for this to right. work. Absolutely. And, and whoever's in power is going to have the say. Yes. And know? it's going to turn into – the focus on climate change won't be there. Because no. it's going to be a power struggle. Exactly. Because that's just how it is. It's that's just a tool to get things going. Once things are lined up, nobody's going to give a shit about global climate change. The communist revolution we talked about in what was it, nineteen twelve, nineteen seventeen, seventeen, yeah. It started out as a movement of the working class, mm-hmm. and all this stuff that they wanted to achieve. It turned into a major power struggle for years. Yeah. Well, there was, what, two revolutions in the same year because of power struggle. Right. And then that turned into just complete utter starvation and power trips and people, uh, leaders with paranoia, killing off all their opposition. Right. What actually got accomplished with communism? It started as the working class trying to implement this great solution. Right. That was the only solution to help... um, the uh, the social inequality right and immediately it turned into this giant power struggle mm-hmm. nothing got accomplished that was meant to be accomplished right. so you think that doing this again on a global scale though yeah. not just a country a global scale we're going to accomplish anything in regards to climate change right fuck no no it's not going to happen at all no unless somebody dictator wise steps in and says this is how we're going to do it yeah but well, but here's another, um, you know, theoretical for you. Mm-hmm. You look at the map of, you know, the electoral map, blue, red, across yeah. the United States, right? Yep. You got a huge portion of the United States that is red. Right. 
that is not going to fall in line with that. Obviously. So. <laughs> it's it's going to be. Civil war. A major, like worldwide war, if they're wanting to implement it worldwide. Because right. I don't think even all the countries, even as left-leaning as like the European Union yeah, is. Yeah, I can't. Well, you and it seems like you have a lot of nations that are, are moving to a more kind of a nationalist mm-hmm. state, right? Yeah. So putting their own interests at hand. At so, least the people are wanting to push right. that way. And, but I, so I think even pushing a hill like, hey, we need to save the earth, so we need to come together. Mm-hmm. You're not going to get a good swath no. of the population. No. And again, I, I feel there are powers over all of this that are educating the naive youth to oh, think yeah. this way. Absolutely. That are pulling strings. In the direction of this Green New Deal or this Build Back Better thing, mm-hmm. and it's just a way of consolidating power and right. taking away the privately owned mm-hmm. property, privately owned corporation, right. putting it yeah. all in the hands of the people that are well, pulling the strings. And I, I saw a lot of liberal people on Facebook get really upset during the protest that there was people out protecting their businesses with guns. Yeah. yeah. Right? Is it really worth a life to save your protect your business? Uh, fuck yeah, it's that business my business. Is my life, exactly. So yeah, yeah, it's, it it's moving in a crazy direction, and like I said, it it's not going to Biden is not going to come out and say, "Hey, we're going full blown socialism." No. He hasn't even like uttered the word socialism no. because right. he, he needs to get there. Yeah, but the path that he is pointing in. His compass is pointing that direction. Mm-hmm. And his freaking advisors, the people that he's surrounding himself with, are are actually socialists. They're they're self-proclaimed socialists. And they're the ones that are saying, you know what, you don't need right. those people that are opposing you. Just, right. just step around it. Uh, my my theory is that Biden, his term, this term coming up, this mm-hmm. four years. His job is to try to unite the American people. Yep. His job is to come as middle of the road as possible. He's got the pieces in place. Right. Unite the people, right? Then he, for health reasons, brain reasons. Yeah. But ju- while leaning and kind of pulling them. Well, yeah. And set, that- putting the pieces in place. Right. Right. Setting up the infrastructure. And then all of a sudden, you know, dementia hits. He's got a bailout. Mm-hmm. Boom. Kamala's in. And then she's got the pieces set up, yeah, and she can make the moves that she needs to move, right? So, no, oh, I, I, I can see that. It's scary looking, and yeah. people think, in the name of free college tuition or <laughs> the name of free healthcare. I mean, like, right. I, like I've said this whole episode, you, you crack that door open, mm-hmm. the power hungry, you're just going to kick it right open. Right. And you set a precedent. You yep. set a precedent of signing an executive order. Yep. It all falls in like dominoes from there. If you set a precedent of, you know, as soon as I'm elected on day one, I'm going to sign off all mm-hmm. this college debt. You, not, you now own a piece of something. The government right. now owns a piece of something yeah. because they took on all that. Yeah liability yeah. they now have ownership of that so the more the government pays off for you the more they just own a little bit of you right. and it just spirals and it snowballs from there yeah. where especially once you're you're starting to use things like executive mm-hmm. power oh yeah yeah 
yeah, we paid for your college education. We need you to join our climate corps to work on this. Yep. Um, but I have a job here. Yeah, well, that job's not essential right now. Right, right. So, we, so th- this is an essential position. It's a big snowball effect to this ultimate agenda, which these youth think is this great utopian socialist um, society, this worldwide socialist society. Yeah. And it, no, and and you got like like we keep saying, capitalize on a freaking crisis. You mm-hmm. you take the COVID crisis, capitalize on that for this green crisis. Right. Capitalize on that for the socialism. Yeah, yeah, and I mean these are the same youth that you know will shout down free speech if yeah. it goes against what they. Oh yeah. You know, oh, that's hate speech. Oh, we don't want Obviously. Ben Shapiro speaking at our college. Right. That's hate speech. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So. Scary stuff. Yep. Well, we're about out of time. We got some interesting stuff out of that, which I wasn't sure of a direction, but we just kind of found a direction as we yeah, went. We and usually do. Yeah. I, I I like the direction we're going with this because, like I said, Biden's not giving us an agenda right. of his. So we just got to kind of figure out the pieces ourselves. If, yeah. if it doesn't go that way and we're wrong, Fantastic. I'm happy. <laughs> right? Yeah. I'm I'm glad. Right. I, I don't want to be right in this. Right. Absolutely. But until he comes out and imposes things and actually does things right. or makes anything happen, we got to kind of assume worst case scenario when his his verbiage is lining up with some of these really right. bad people like yeah. this Dr. Evil guy with the World Economic mm-hmm. Forum. With um the UN, which I I have no no positive things to say about the UN. No, no. Or either. any any government body that wants to like control the entire world. Right. So I think that's about it. You do you got anything else? Do you got any I any? think we covered everything pretty good actually. I did too. And I know we're both getting sleepy. This is a late one for us, but yeah. we're gonna get out of here. We have our second show coming up at the end of the week, our weekend wrap-up. So you get to hear double from us. can hear triple from us if you uh, join our Patreon program, get right. into some bonus content. We'll dig into some more fun topics if we don't have anything else to talk about in the bonus section. That's where we can just get goofy right. or get um, talk about maybe sports if that comes up. Mm-hmm. Talk about uh, This last week I talked about alien Chinese space trash because nice. that's just where my brain took it. Yeah. And so if you want a third episode, if you can't get enough of us, or even other perks such as like membership into a book club where we get to read books together and discuss, um, go to our Patreon account, which is patreon.com slash break the bell. Check it out. We value how much you guys support us just by listening to our show. So thank you for that. If you feel like in your heart you want to support us a little more, support us on Patreon or go to our store and buy some merch at um, breakthebell.com or breakthebell.bigcartel.com. I will get that right eventually and buy some merch there. Otherwise, um, be back here this weekend to check out our weekend wrap-up and be back next week. As we get into, get a guest, special guest in here and get into some more fun conversations. A uh, big shout out before I forget to our new Patreon members, which is Justin and Remzo. Um, they were the, the first two to sign up on that and support us. Thanks, thanks to both of you. 
And if you want to get your name shouted out on here, also join the Patreon program. And we will say your name as awesomely as we can. <laughs> Sounds good. We can add the echo. We can. Here. Yes. Let me let me let me do that. Hang on. Sorry. I gotta figure out how to unmute this thing. Justin, 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 Justin. and Remzo. That's how awesomely you get your name said. (laughs) Anyway, we're going to get out of here. Have a great week. Um, We'll see you this weekend.